What's good, family? I got my computer working good again. Oh, shit. Look at that boy's audio in sync with his goddamn... With his goddamn visuals. Oh. We're going to have a good one tonight. Let's let everybody get up in the room. Shout out to who is this? Hang on. Let me find you. Let me find you. Shout out to James Anderson. He said, Lord, salute Lord Jamar from the UK is in the building. Personally, I look at music is a tree and all the branches are different types of music, but the tree is African. One love from the UK Godcast dopest podcast on the planet. One honey. I thank you, James. We appreciate you, sir. Oh, here we go. And it goes a little something like... It's good, family. Welcome back to the Godcast, Lord Jamal Live. I am Lord Jamal. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a great show tonight. Um, make sure, before we get started, make sure you like, you like this video, you share this video. Share it with your people. Share it on Twitter and all of that. Let them know we in here. If this is your first time coming to the uh, channel, then make sure you subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell and click all so that you know when we drop something new. Okay. I see my Godcast family is in the house. Peace to everybody that's in the chat right now on YouTube. Dr. My aunt hit me up earlier. She said she was going to be in the house. Okay. I see the God Talim in the house. Peace, God. Uh-huh. Yeah, you see my shit ain't looking all blurry and all that. I'm, it's looking crispy now, right? What had happened was I had to update my software. A lot of times when you deal with um, like Pro Tools and all these music um, softwares, they tell you not to update the computer software because it could mess up their shit. You know what I mean? So I wasn't updating my shit. And by not doing that, it was making my whole computer like just mad slow and sluggish and all of that so um i did some research and they were saying one of the things was to update your joint 
And so um, that's what I did. And now we good. All right, let's clap it up for that. So, okay, let's get into it. Everybody's been talking about hip hop and, you know, what they think they know about it. And, you know, quite frankly, if you're not a gentleman of a certain age, at least 50 and up, um, but even older than that, really, um, if you really want to talk about the beginnings, man, you need to be at least 60 years old, sir. Um, so we got some uh we got some real pioneers in the house tonight. Uh hope to get a whole slew, but you know, we got some we got some good ones right here that's going to get into this whole history of hip hop, who was there, who was doing what, what was going on at what time. We're going to try to get some sense of it all. What is mythology? What is not? And get some clarity on timeline, influence, all of that. All right. Uh, so I guess uh, first up, I'll bring up my brother, who really set this up? Uh, legendary promoter from back in the days, original hip hop. Man, I don't even know what to say. Oh, I could, just just someone who was definitely there when all of this shit started and going to help bring us some clarity. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Van Silk to the show right about now. What's up, brother? Peace. Peace, God. Lord, How are you, my brother? How you feeling? I'm great. It's a wonderful thing, man. It's a wonderful thing. The only thing I'm going to say before you start questioning it's sad that in the 49th year of hip hop, we still have to have this type of conversation. Oh. And it goes to show that a lot of the Similac babies don't understand. And I'm a Carnation baby. Well, well, speaking of Similac and Carnation <laughs> baby, that's funny that you say that because I was a Carnation <laughs> baby as well. Why don't you give people just a little bit of your history, who you are, what you mean to this hip hop game and, and, and why you are somebody that, um, you know, we should, we should listen to as far as what well, you was well, there in the beginning. I, I'm from this. I was born in the South Bronx, 64 years old hmm. for Patterson projects. 10 years older than me. Patterson projects. When Nate Archibald got Fisher, Ivan Barkley and part of digging of the great crew come from. Mm -hmm. I'm with John Adams and Jackson Avenue, but my history in hip hop, uh, I was co-signed by Love Buck Starsky and cool DJ AJ, who, who is no longer here with us. Rest in peace. And uh, we grew within the five block radius of each other. And me and AJ was the same age and we were three years older than Love Bug. So I, for, two, for two years, I was promoting parties under AJ for two years. Call myself a flyer boy. And me and AJ got into a dispute over the force MCs. 
of wanting to put him on the show. And um, he didn't want to do it. And I said, okay, you know what, man? You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. So I put the Force MCs on their first show. They started working with me. And then the same year, I put Dougie Fresh on. But just from doing the parties, me, Mike, and Dave started doing parties together. Me and Herc did parties later on when the T-Connection became Spider-Web. I did over 150 hip-hop jams. <coughs> mm. And listen, what, what year are we jams, talking about? What, what year are we talking about when you first started doing hip-hop jams? For me? Mm-hmm. Or when I started working with AJ? Both. When, when did you first start working with AJ and then when did you break up and start doing your own thing? 78. 78. Because I was doing other things in, in my life and I was contributing money with him to get fly because we were doing a lot of PALs and, and stuff like that. And um, before, Jamal, can I say this before I get finished me? I Absolutely. want everybody to please understand Groups like the Furious Three and Four, Four MC, Melly Mel, all of them, and Funky Four. These guys and artists and Shawakum, they were doing parties only getting ten dollars a man, ten dollars. Facts. But let me get back to. Uh, and we thought, I when I'm listening to the tapes, though, I thought they was getting paid. I thought motherfucker, they was talking about, and hey, we got a hundred dollars to blow, and all this kind of shit they was talking about, and we're gonna get the gusto, and all of that type of shit. We, I thought they was getting some gusto, but anyway, go ahead. So you know, <laughs> me and Mike, me, Mike, and Dave stopped doing party because around '83, '84, the a lot of groups, the younger groups coming in, like. Fearless and it was getting the record deals and we couldn't afford to pay them the three, four hundred. So they was getting a thousand dollars from Lady Blue downtown. So I did Roxy's on Fridays. And after I did the Roxy's, I went on to do the first hip hop TV pay-per-view special called Rap Mania. Mm. 50 acts. And then I then I was supposed to do, I came up with Big Daddy King and Rock Kim, LL and Mo D at that time in 91. A million dollars for LL and Mo D to go at it, and a five hundred thousand for Kane to rock him. That's the same thing that Kane talks about now. Mm. But it was funny because Don King and Donald Trump was going to put the money up, and then instead of that happening, I went to do uh, Sisters in the Name of Rap with Yo Yo, MC Light, uh, Vanessa Sequence, Antoinette, Roxanne, Shantae, Salt and Pepper Queen Latifah for TV. So I did the first two. But in between, I worked at Spring Records that had King Tim the Third, Steve Rifkin with a little mm. kid running around with his father and uncle. Then I went to RCA Records. And at the same time, you know, I was involved with the whole mixtape game. Me, K. Slay, when he came home, me and him started doing everything with the whole mixtape game. And then for the mixtape game, I went to the whole urban model game. Buffy the Body, Hoops, Esther Baxter, Gloria Velez, Sunday Carter. That was all me. And then, you know, I was at the record labels at RCA and Rough House Records, running the label and all that stuff. So I've done a lot. I helped a lot of people in this business. I put a lot of people in this business. And I've worked with a lot of groups from 78 to 91. 99% of the groups in that generation did shows for me. Facts. Okay. Well, listen, I want to bring our other brother in as well. Um, before we really start getting in, because, um, you know, a lot of this conversation is about, <clears throat> you know, black American people. And, and also we know that Puerto Ricans were early participators in this hip hop shit. That's without a doubt. Um, and this brother right here 
was definitely uh, one of the first Puerto Rican MCs that I heard of back in the days. Um, yeah. So without further ado, man, I'd like to bring my brother Prince Whip a Whip onto the Godcast. There we go. What's up, my brother? Peace, Kings. Lord Jamal, how you, sir? I'm great, brother. Now, real quick, are you you on your phone? Yes. Yes, I am. Can you turn it to the side so I can get the the wide version of it? Let us see. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. Unlock it. Where? Really? <laughs> <laughs> now watch what it do. There we go. Bomb. kind of good. Yeah. Now that's see. Yeah, that fills up this. That fills up the frame. How are you, my brother? I am blessed, yo. I'm here, man. Representing still, living, breathing, Lord, you know, doing good families. Families, beautiful. So no complaints from this guy. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Now, for those, you know, because we got a lot of people who weren't necessarily around back at the time. And, you know, they didn't know about the tapes and all of that. Why don't you give people uh a little bit of your history, you know, the group that you were in and you know what I mean? The groups. He <laughs> said the groups. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ahead. Well, first and foremost, uh, Whip a Whip, Bronx, Puerto Rico, first Latin to make it happen in rapping. Uh, started out with DJ Casanova Fly and the Mighty Force crew. Mm. The Boogie Down Bronx. And Casanova Fly would be Grandmaster, Grandmaster Cass. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, man uh from from there i mean you know we did uh uh i was in a couple of groups yo i was in a gestapo crew in manhattan with my man dr rock salt and pepper me and dr rock uh, i had a short stint with cool hurt rocking for him after i left cast for a minute and then landed in the cold crush brothers lap and from the cold crush brothers lap went straight to fantastic fire therefore fantastic cold crush you know? And that's that's where I know you from from from, <laughs> from Fantastic Five. When you was in Fantastic Romantic Five, <laughs> we are the crew that make it come alive. <laughs> and when you're around, man, what? <laughs> what? Stop it. Um. <sighs> so yeah, man. Like um. So 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 right now, man. You know, I'm sure you've heard this. There's a whole big debate as to, you know, exactly what was going on back then. Now, you just called yourself the first Latin in rapping. Make it happen in rapping, that's right. Make man. it happen in rapping. What year did you get into hip-hop? Uh, Number like one. I said, I was up there 78. I was a record. I was carrying crates for cash, like 77. Uh, right. Disco Wiz and A1 DJ Mighty Mike. And I didn't really touch the mic until 78 which uh now who got that, you into rhyming and all of that who who watching you... guys like uh melly mel and kid creole that's what really got me going mm. i always used to it's i always said mel but it was the way that creole just rocked that echo chamber that made the me echo be like chamber, man that echo chamber was a motherfucker back in the days Ooh, wasn't the it like the echo chamber was a uh, a uh, uh, a skill in itself. Like I used to yes. be like, who's working the echo chamber? Because <laughs> they used to be like certain tapes, man. It just used to be so precise, size y'all, y'all. Like, oh man, you just crispy, used to, crispy, 
So he was one of the dudes. See, I didn't. Yeah. This yeah. is you putting me on to something right now. Oh, so, so sure, no Kid Creole was a master of the echo chamber. Yes, he was. Mm. Yep. And see, the only one that probably like new school people could identify with is, with that echo chamber sound would be Greg Nice. Greg Nice kind of always retained that echo chamber sound in his raps. Like he'll write his raps with that yep. that echo chamber and, style. And I see right like flames to sax sax like like love to Mac Max like yo. <laughs> shout out to my man Greg. Um, and it was crazy one second when DMC said what got him when you heard Shaw Rock on the echo chamber because she used the echo chamber. She was another one. She yo, Shaw was bad with it. Shaw Rock. I don't know who yes. was rocking her, her shit, but I know Creole was rocking his own. I don't know who was rocking Shaw Rock's uh, uh so chamber. So wait, and when you're doing this, what they got some sort of thumb yeah, switch? Yeah, a little hand question? switch. We made the switches. Oh. We used to use the AFX racetrack button say word <laughs> hook that up to a to a, one of the uh quarter inch uh uh, uh speaker speaker plug throw that suck in the chamber and yes y'all y'all that's, oh. that's what you call hip-hop baby oh. <laughs> wait now who who did that like who was the first one to do that i saw creole did it first it's creole was the first one to the take same? the racetrack shit and hook it up to the it looked like shit. a racetrack to me. A lot, a lot of people can uh, light switches too. Right. Anything that could turn on and off. But the right. effect was the easiest because it's just one little button and you just hold it and you're good. As soon as you let that sucker go, it's like in, in, in. Right. So, so damn, we got brothers creating inventions and shit. True <laughs> Inside hip hop because I remember when niggas, when, when I first discovered that you can rhyme through the headphones. Oh. Oh, I remember that too. <laughs> you just stick the headphones in the mic uh, thing. Now the headphones is a What? And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, do we know who might have been one of the first to do that? Like, who figured yeah, that out? Like who figured that shit out? I know. No, there was a lot of ingenuity going on. Just oh, that. after that, I mean, all through like our European tours and everything we did, I had to keep me at echo chamber. As a matter of fact, they got one of mine kidnapped and they're holding it hostage, but uh, in Italy. And hey, it's just I just buy them now because now you know they got the foot pedals, you know, he got all kind of shit now that's that's made for like like the tars and such. So now let's take it back. Um, and this is for both of y'all. When was the first time? That y'all heard hip hop and who was playing it? Wow. You know, for me, like I said, going to 23 Park, but closer to me, I used to go see Van Bada on Monterey. He used to play at the projects in Monterey on 180th Street, right in, right in the boogie down and on Wednesdays. And I'll never forget it because it's usually it's him and uh, it was uh, quite a few other guys. Whose names elude me, man. I mean, I that was so long ago. But uh Monterey Park and well, actually, Kaz, me, you know, because I when I met Kaz, I, I you know, I met him through a friend, Smiley Smile, who's uh part of uh Lele's Fun City crew, Peacemakers. And his brother Joe was part of Peacemakers, but Smiley was like, yo, he was the kind of guy that like, yo, 
we he took us around. He always kept the little nickel plate at 32. He was straight gangster. So it's like let me he lived right directly across the street from Cass. And so he introduced me to Cass and whatnot. Cass was out there playing, the disco whiz was playing out the you know, playing the got the speakers in the window and shit like that. And that pretty much was the first time I even heard uh hip hop music. Do you remember well, like what was being played specifically? Uh, like what break or some shit was being played? You was let me, like, oh, I can pull out a break. I know there's a lot of old breaks because a lot of them were disco. A lot of breaks were disco. So like Frisco Disco was like, uh, I can't stop. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I, I, I kind of hated that record because so uh, many DJs cut that shit. And you, you see them fuck up. They be like, damn, 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 you know. So I, I, you get tired after a while. I'm like, oh, I can't fucking deal with this record no more. But oh girl, uh, what's the name? Just did a hit with the got a record with that shit right now. It's really nice. Um, I forgot her name. It'll lose me. But um, yep, like Frisco Disco, uh, Apache. You know, I never heard of Apache. You know, I heard the bongo rock. I'm like, what the fuck? And you know, and Caps was just doing a thing. Now at that time, he wasn't rhyming yet. He, you know, he would speak. Uh, he do the Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood thing is like, you know, promote and take when the next jazz is this, that, and the other. It wasn't until a little later on that we just started writing. Because I remember one time I said, yo, I got to get that mic. We was at a park on 188th and Webster by the PAL. Because that was our stomping grounds, the PAL. That, that, was our whole, that was our area. We had the Blue Lagoon there. Uh, PAL, we had, uh, what was the name of that, that, that Burger King that was on Burnside? Your spot, they used to call it your spot. Your spot, yeah. Jerry Blood yep. Rock. Jerry Blood Rock. Rock. That's right. Thank so, you. you know, know. He just passed a couple months ago. Oh, did he? Damn. Yes. God bless his soul. Jerry Blood Rock, who put out the records, The Roof, The Roof is on Fire with the Dynamic Three. Yeah, Jerry Blood Rock. Man. But I mean, you know, that that was our little stomping ground, and, and, and we kind of felt like we owned that shit. You know what I'm saying? When motherfuckers came and played, you know, we had Mad Juice at the PAL. Dot Rock lived in the building right behind the PAL, just to give you an idea. And yeah, I was there when uh, Chase, this is later, but I was there when Chase was playing with Furious and they came to shut that shit down. <laughs> I was up in there, yo. That was, I was laughing. It was funny. It was But, but you funny. know what, though, Whip? Whip, we got to let Lord Jamal know that Charlie Chase in 1979, DJ, DJ for the DJ. Furious 4. And he yeah. was the DJ when Raheem. And he was invited to be here tonight. He said he couldn't make it, but that's my man. Shout out to yeah. Charlie Chase. But yeah, he was true. the DJ when Raheem joined the group at the Forest Community Center in Forest Right, Project. right. He was a DJ. Yep. And yeah. I keep hearing a lot of stories about Raheem. Like Raheem was a very wanted uh, individual, from what I hear, like in different groups. Well, because Shy Rock says that Raheem was with them. Before he was with Flash and them. Oh yeah, he was yeah, right. He was with them first. Lord Jamal's gone. And we got the show. Hey, yo, this you is the takeover. You hit Ruby. <laughs> takeover. Did you hit Ruby? Yeah, I hit him. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, oh, I started singing. This is a takeover. Uh, I'm glad y'all didn't leave. When that happened one time and somebody just froze and they just left. Well, the room. well you know what, Lord Jamal? Rock started with the Funky Four. Actually, mm -hmm. Shah Rock was rock, rhyming before Raheem. 
Right. This is you what I'm saying. Like, cause she was actually she told me she was like, I'm not the one more. Like, <laughs> like other people was the one more. Like, yeah, she was the one. He was the in she asked, rock she like we did. But, but you gotta remember um, I know with Lord Jamal going with this, at one point DST was trying to recruit Raheem for the Infinity MCs. Mm. But he ended up going to the Furious Five after the Furious Four and the Funky Four had their battles. Shout out to the brothers Disco Baron and Breakout. But I want to answer your question because because Whip said something important. Even though we all grew up in the Bronx, there were sectors in the Bronx. Like I'm from the South Bronx, so we not, when we say park jams, we say we go on the 18 Park, 23 Park, which the school Melly Melon Creole went to or, over there, or we go on the 63 Park. Or we going to Cedar Park, or we going over to, you know, um, Echo Park. Echo Park, one twenty nine, one eighteen. If you was really in this game, because Eighteen Park was behind my building in Patterson Projects in two eighty one, ah. my Haven. Sixty three Park was Mean Gene, L Brothers, all that, or Boston Road. Mario, yes. Now, now let's get to what a lot of people want to know. In these early jams. What's the percentage of Puerto Ricans that are there at this time? <laughs> whip a whip. I think, I how think many, about how it many now. Puerto Ricans? I can't even say, but if I'm there, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. <laughs> the, I mean, but it was it was a it was a lot of black folks, but yo, trust you me, there was a lot of Boricuas in there. But no, we're not saying that Boricuas was there, but at one point somebody put out a statistic of saying 50-50. Of that it was about 50 50 um at these jams see that's where and, i'm stumped and, that was and, and it, it was never i know for a fact it was never 50 50 and i, I just need <laughs> um people to say that like like and be real about it uh-oh did we lose van silk take over <laughs> <laughs> But um, there you go. Uh oh, you sideways somehow, Van. Crooked eye sipper. <laughs> Your whole shit is sideways now. I don't know why. Uh oh. Freeze! 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 Yeah, shit is frozen. Rock! 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 Come out and, and and come back in or some shit. But um. Yeah, I don't, you know, like let's let's say we're going to 118. Like, let's keep it real. Let's keep it really real. 118. Keep it real. There was a lot of Latinos in that park. That was Chase's uh backyard. 118. And the the tinglings right across yeah. the street. We used to ah, party. Let's we used to talk DJ about for them. Yep. Those are those are the dudes they used to call the Nazis. Those were like they was they used to have the Nazis on their jackets. Yeah, they used to have the Nazis on the, they the, the, the swastikas, yeah. Black people used to call them Nazis. Yo, you know what I mean? Yep. They, I mean, to me, they were uh, as as big, if not as if not bigger, but they was up there with the spades because I mean, they controlled 180th. That whole little that whole little area. Uh, 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 what's the name of that park? On Arthur Avenue, Arthur Park. <laughs> so you're saying in that particular park, yeah. there would be a lot of Puerto Ricans, but generally, when you go to these not, jams. Like, I, I didn't say it like that, nah. And you know, I say that it's, it, it's just hard to look back and say who's what and what's what. Because it's like a lot of people was like, yo, I remember when Doc found out that I was Puerto Rican. He was like, what? 
you know, you heard me and my mom's going at it. He was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, what? You don't speak Spanish? And I thought everybody spoke Spanish. <laughs> now, I say that all the time. Now, now, growing up as a Puerto Rican in the Bronx, like what was, now keep it real too, what was yes. the culture, what was the culture like towards Black people? Like how did your family feel, especially towards American Blacks? And, and that's kind of interesting because I'm going to tell you, my grandmother was prejudiced. <laughs> my dad was black. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. my mom's married my dad henceforth whip a whip. But I didn't find this out till like, man, after she even passed, it took my sister, my younger sister, bless her. She got a birthday coming up in a couple of days. Carmen, I love you. Virgo. Um, it's Virgo season. I got one yep, coming up soon. Yep. <laughs> see? Uh -huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, but they never let us see it. But now that I think about it, I'm like, but see, they lived in the same building and everything. We lived in the same building as, and because my mom's and dad split up. So dad was the one being the mom and raising me and my sister. And grandma lived upstairs on the fifth floor. So it was really cool because this I, that, I, that's when I had to go stay in Manhattan. I was living in Manhattan at the time on 149 in Riverside between Broadway and Riverside. I went to PS 186 on 145th Street. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, but yeah, that, you know, and. and there was a lot. And then, see, my pops, this is what I love about my life right now. Because he, he, what he instilled in me is phenomenal. Because here it is, a black man in the 60s, riding the Cadillac, toting the gun legit because he was a jeweler. Mm. And he just, you know, to this day, I'm driving Cadillac. I'm dad, yo. I mean, you know, he gave me a, a niche in life. So what do you say about stuff like that? But there, that, there was definitely no doubt some 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 racism there <laughs> you can't even walk through little Italy. i had to go to school i went to roosevelt i lived on 130 valentine like i said the other day you have to go through fordham road to get to school instead of cutting through 188th street down third avenue and cutting through babgate and stuff like that so without them italians trying to be like yo fuck y'all doing over here type shit you know and like when you was young <clears throat> you was puerto rican but you was hip-hop so what what did your style and all of that lean toward? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like, say like this at home, like every Saturday was like clockwork. You know, mom's is up early. She wakes us up by playing salsa music, trying to clean up. Let's do this, da da da. So, you know, it kind of made, you know, chores kind of like cooling the gang. But like I said, we was raised with so many. See, I was raised in both the Bronx and Manhattan. And I want to talk about my block in Manhattan because, I mean, I got to give shout out to guys like we had like Asian brothers, Benny Ng, uh, Harvey, Benny Harvey, Mel. Uh, we had Puerto Ricans. We had black. We had white, white. <laughs> Yo, it was a melting pot in Manhattan. And we were real. I was young at that time. I think I was like eight, nine years old. And so that part, we never saw nothing until I went to the Bronx. And I'm like, everybody out here is Spanish. Well, you hear congas everywhere, <laughs> and, and, you know, music's playing everywhere. Everybody blasting shit out their windows. So that trans that transition was kind of interesting because I, I lived in Puerto Rico for a couple of years. We we moved out when my pops and mom split up. So you know, it was one of those. Hey, you go this way, I go this way. And when I came back from Puerto Rico is when I moved to the Bronx. Thank but you, uh, it was the culture was. I mean, I thought everybody lived the same culture. To be honest, I swear. I'm like. You don't speak Spanish? What the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> that was my thing. I swear, I thought everybody spoke Spanish, yo. I'm like, what? 
But <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, once you get into hip hop, like, what kind of gear and shit was you wearing? Oh, now we got the hip hop. You know what kind of gear I was wearing? Teardrops, mock necks, British walkers, fucking uh, 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 Swedish nets, Pumas, fucking uh, 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 pro cats. You know. Uh, now was that shit that that my black shit was pro-cats. rocking? Was that black that people style? Was that? Style, you know was what I'm that? Was 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 Puerto Ricans traditionally rocking that, or was that the shit that black people was rocking? Certain cool motherfuckers like Disco Wiz. Cool she motherfuckers. Wiz. Wiz Speak on it now. Decked. But was was Puerto Rican people traditionally wearing that? You kind of nah, had to be on some hip hop shit, not, not right? Not way later. Hell no. So no. you had to be fucking with black Americans oh, yeah. in order to dress like that. Oh yeah, you definitely because okay. hey, you okay. know it, it, right. it definitely yeah. For sure, no doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, that shit, and that shit and gave you an edge, didn't it? It gave it you sure a, did. <laughs> because it gave you an edge with your swag and all that. My, my thing was, I used to like to dress because I mean, my brother was one of those uh, going down to uh, what was the name? Forbidden Fruit Disco downtown. Mm. Uh, those clubs called like Forbidden Fruit and stuff. And him and my moms would go. And they, I mean, he got he he always wore tailor-made suits. I couldn't afford no tailor-made suits. So him and my dad, they, you know, they used to have the tailor on 145th and Broadway, and they used to get tailor-made suits. So I'm like, okay, Dot is like, let me show you where we get the shit from. Uh, right off for the road. You know what I mean? We just got million stores, get you our alpacas and some, you know, uh 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 or what's that one guy's name on the uh what's that uh Jew Man? On the That's how you say Jew Man on System Street. Right. You know, go there and he'd be like, I got this for you, I got this for you. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, oh, so it went, or we go to Delancey Street early in the morning woo! to be the first one. Thank you, Charlie. He said, Did you guys ever go to Latin Quarter? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> hey, I like to shout out Joe Conzo. He hit me up and, and, and uh he was a Hispanic photographer getting some of the hip hop history and other things going on as well. And, yeah, uh, I saw his. I saw I was. I was blessed to uh, be on tour with him and saw one of his exhibits, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" Because I did not know that he was down with with, with guys like Tito Puentes and, and, and such like that, and you know, shooting all of these guys. I was like, "That's some incredible shit." And later on, we got to shout out Tape Master as well. Who was guess there. who we found out is alive and well? Yeah, he's not. He's not there. He's alive. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Me up. I thought it's like the rumor was he was he wasn't around, but does he, he have does he have tapes? Tapes? I mean he recorded cassette tapes every freaking show that the Cold Crush brothers did. You know what well, I mean? Hold was on, really pivotal and whatever whatever system we use it, people allowed him to record those cassette tapes. So he was like, yeah, he was tape master. Yeah, yeah. Easy AD told me he was alive at at K Slade's memorial. Okay. But um, when you say Cold Crush tape, let's go back now. Cold Crush and Fantastic Tapes at Harlem. Well, <laughs> DJ Randy, DJ Randy from my project, Rest in Soul and Cool D from half the Harlem crew. They eventually let Tape Man patch into the system. Tape Master. Yep. Because the glory days after the Furious Five and the Funky Four were gone. And I would tell this little story because I missed out when I got knocked off. The, fun- the Furious Five and the Funky Four was gone, like completely gone. And me and AJ, yeah, they was like, gone. what we going to do? And that's when Fantastic and Cold Crush, so many battles between them. 
shows because the other two groups were going on. And you had just had the Crash Crew here. You had Master Don here. Fearless was coming in and Treacherous was coming in. And people don't understand still what we had to do with promoters. I'm the only promoter. Rest in peace to Man Dip Light. I got to say this. Rest in peace to Ray Chandler from Black Dole who passed recently. Yes. I don't know where Arthur Armstrong is from SEC Garage. Uh, Tiny Woods, not Tiny from the Casanovas. You still had um, Richard T. Oh, oh, I think we got we got Raheem is in the chat right now. Peace, Raheem. Raheem so, your Lord, this is, huh? Raheem, Raheem. Yeah, this looks like Raheem, Raheem. <clears throat> Raheem, fit the fit the fury. Your Lord this is Raheem from the original Funky Four and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious yes. Five. Okay, peace, Raheem. <clears throat> you got a um. So there was send me, put your, put on. your, damn, if you put your email in the chat, man, I'll send you the link right now. You could join us if you want. How about that? We'll bring Raheem up in here right now. Put your email in the chat if you don't mind, brother. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he said, how can I get on? Yeah, put your email in there and I will send, um, Send you the link how to get in here. Do it like that. I guess you know? Booby D didn't know how to get in. I whip. <laughs> you remember he was he was cooking, yo. <laughs> you got to get that barbecue right, yo. You know what I'm saying? That, that's his thing. I wonder if he sent me a message. What he said? No, I'm, I said I'm wondering if he did. I don't want to mess with my phone. I would have my laptop, but you're going to laugh at me if I told you, yo, I forgot my password. <laughs> I ain't messing with you. Because I, I use my iPad more than anything. You know what I'm saying? And my laptop I use when I take when I go places. It's just all my music. So it's <laughs> that's right. I'm old. Whatever. <laughs> you ain't old, brother. Actually, I feel seasoned, man. I mean, like I said, I've got all my limbs. Everything, you know, been blessed. So I'm not gonna complain about stupid shit. Thank you, pro pro action. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we trying to get to the bottom of, cause cause we know that Puerto Ricans were definitely participating early, but we trying to get into we talking about the creation. See now, there's creation and participation are two different things we're trying to zero in on are there any uh puerto ricans that you know necessarily that like created it like no like rapping or, or like who taught who taught charlie chase how to dj that's a good question uh he was a bad i wanted to ask him that tonight well yeah when i see when i when i first met charlie he was playing with a group called ben and jerry mm. and they Before had a big the ice cream <laughs> ben and jerry that was the fuck out of here ben and jerry Before wasn't even the, out I, think, I don't even think thank you Darren Preston. huh that's what i'm saying there was no ben and jerry why the hell would it be in a group named ben and jerry <laughs> featuring charlie chase that's yep. crazy it came from a goddamn time machine. Yep. 
Well, well, That's well, funny. Well, what happened is I, I heard a conversation. Like I said, I want to give the mobile DJs from the men boyers to 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 flowers to disco twins, cipher sounds, Finley machine, King Chop. I want to give them all the you know even disco enforcers, uh, uh, Leslie G and Iniquity, who told me Van, we used to go to Ecstasy Garage. Uh, and hang out with Tony Tone and all that. We took it back to Red Hook, okay? But I want to make this a clear point that the parties that Herc was doing and Clark Kent and the twins, Kevin and Keith, the nigga twins in 75, um, they was doing, Herc was doing the parties. Melly uh, Mel told me that him and Cleo couldn't even get in the early Herc Hevelo party because they was too young. But they sister Sally, who was three years older, got in. But all the MCs and, and the majority of the MCs and B-boys that grew out of grew out of going to the Hurt Party became the premier people in the hip-hop culture of what was being developed. You know, Charlie Rock and Mr. Biggs are all used to my going to the early Hurt Parties. Now, I ain't talking about the 73 party because the only person you know, yet he will owe. But see, when people talk, they go to Hurt Parties. up a little bit. Um, huh? Man, your mic is breaking up a little bit. It sounds yeah, like you get static. Static. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you got to ask people, when you go to Hurt Party, you didn't go to uh, 73. It could have been 77, 78, you know? Can you hear me? Because we have bad weather right now. Yeah, you sound like, uh, like, like uh, uh, a record with a lot of yeah, maybe it's it's because of the weather or something, but it, it's just every time you talk, there's a little crackle to it. Okay, what I'm going to do is sign out and sign back in. Reset it. That makes sense. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, thank you, Cream Network. He said, "What I remember is hip hop had four elements, which no one respects today." He said, "But Latinos were very instrumental in break dance and graffiti. Keep it real. See, nobody's saying that Latinos weren't." instrumental in these things but when you look at did latinos create break dancing or were they there to see us they break dancing and then y'all started break dancing you see what i'm saying like uh i mean you got guys like the mills brothers uh uh i've seen some exactly some i've seen footage of uh, salsa band where they had this one guy just going the fuck off doing some windmills and some some uprise and, and I, you know and this was like early 60s late 50s um <clears throat> i've seen that and then you gotta understand too a lot of folks say okay latino this latino that dude uh, niggas from the block all them motherfucking latinos though yo them niggas was d they were down for sure i mean yo if you get rolled up on but timing is off but yeah they was you know now that i'm thinking back more and more yo there was a lot there was there was a lot of uh 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 overlap wearing reekings back in the day with the pro kids and shit ain't no doubt right. about that shit the flare pants right right like yep. and and <laughs> and that's what i'm saying like like oh like like we made shit cool. Like, we made shit cool. Hip-hop motherfuckers was cool, like, and just had that cool style and, and, and. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like. It gave you so much street cred. 
Mm. Like, I, I did an interview not too long ago, and I was telling people, I was like, yo, me and Dot used to walk across Cortona Park like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 in the morning. Not that I'd do it today. <laughs> but, you know, no, we'd walk no matter where we wanted to go because, I mean, the juice was there. Once we were blessed and, 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 and people was acknowledging who we were and da-da-da-da, there wasn't nowhere we couldn't go, which I, th I felt was like a, a key to the city type shit. It, it made you feel real good. Go to clubs, this long line, you just walk up to the front, be like, yo, where, where I ride? Oh, come on in, da da da. And everybody out there, like, what the fuck? You know, that was, that was some nice thing back in, this is, we're talking like 80, you know, that was nice, 81. Uh, and then after a while, I started forget it. Shit just, the, the whole world was like, holy shit, what the fuck, what is this? Because I remember when I went to Japan, they, they were wearing sheepskins, uh, you know. <laughs> right. Yo, know, they was trying to dress what they saw in you know angles and kazals yeah. and all of that type of shit. Yes, yes, yes. And what style is that? <laughs> Whose style is that? That's right. That's hip hop style. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, but we gotta be spe specific sometimes because things get diluted in people's minds and all this type of shit. Like, we know that yes in new york city puerto ricans and and black americans live side by side you know what i mean but at the same time there was there was beef at times it wasn't all gravy and shit like that there was race or, or bigotry in both directions yep um but i feel like the 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 Puerto Ricans that was fucking around in hip hop was pioneers amongst Puerto Ricans because most Puerto Ricans didn't fuck with hip hop. Am no. I correct? You 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 you're exact on that one. You know, it was a lot that didn't. Right. I remember. Can I say this though? I think after the blackout in '77, mm -hmm. um, I think that was the new change in direction of of of, of a lot of association because I know. At 64, I know back in 72, 73, 74, you couldn't even mess with a, a Hispanic chick. Mm. You would actually get beat down. You mm. get your ass kicked. Speak on it. <laughs> Speak so, on I mean, You couldn't, or you didn't go on Eagle Avenue because you get your sneakers hung up on 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 the, on the line. I mean, and I could a Spanish dude wrong? come mess with a black chick at that time? Right, you yeah, couldn't do that. Or, All or right, a lot of people didn't want to go to Millbrook Project where Dr. Dust come from. Mm. You know, so I mean, like, whip grew whip grew up further than than me, and my uncle lived in Sandview, so I knew about Cozy Corner, One Twenty Three Park, and all that. With Cool D and God bless Tyrone, the mixologist who passed last week, and then you know that's the set that Mario used. But the Bronx was big, and all I know is that at a certain point. When you had the Savage Skulls and the Black Spades and the Nomads and the Ghetto Brothers and all that, you couldn't mess with no Hispanic chick. And if you did, it was like being secret. Like, guess who's coming to dinner? Uh. <laughs> with Sidney Poitier. Am I by the wrong whip? Come on, I remember the, the picket. I mean, with me, it was never an issue. But what I'm saying, I've seen a lot of stories. I remember, uh, 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 who was it? I had a friend, yo. And he would like, he had to go to Brooklyn to pick some chick up, I guess his chick or whatever. Dude said he couldn't even get out. 
you know, out the car, out the taxi. He'd be in the OJ talking about, yo, she got to come down. Because you, it's like, yo, 15, 20 motherfuckers standing out in front of the building. I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, brown, what, you know. <clears throat> yo, if you just being a stranger. Yeah, that, that was true, too. <laughs> <laughs> just being a stranger <laughs> just be going one. to certain <laughs> places was a problem. And the nine, and going to the Edenwall, going to Edenwall projects. Oh man! Like, okay, you will go to Edenwall to pick a girl up. And, first of all, that first of all, guys that they project don't like you messing <clears> with their girl that they feeling her and the outside come in. So, Raheem knew the girl I was messing with in Edenwall. Oh wait, like, hang on, damn! Did Raheem send his? Did he send his damn email? Not bad. And I know what you're saying about Ewald, because I had to be put, every time we left the T-Connection, I had to be put in a cab first. <clears throat> because See? I was I was going out with Estelle, sweet and sour, and them motherfuckers up there hated my... <laughs> Shout out to I'm Sweet and Sour. I, I'm talking, I still got a few stitches for reminders, you know? <laughs> yeah, but let's shout out Estelle from Sweet and Sour, who was down with, with her. Oh, yeah, Estelle, Sweet and Sour. Nobody really gave her a lot of credit. You know, um, I definitely got a as a female out. MC Estelle Sweet yep. and Sour, Sweet, sweet and sour. sour, yes. Okay, who was who she was sweet and who was sour? No, there was, she's one oh, person. Just her. Oh, like she's sweet I, I and sour. in LA, they had a, a group of Body and Soul, which but were that was two girls. Sweet and sour sound like two girls, you yeah. No, nah, I mean? it was just her, Sweet and Sour. Wow, okay. And I yeah. definitely we gotta shout out Cool Hurt. Gotta shout out Coke Rock. Gotta shout out Black Jack. You gotta shout out the original Clark Kent. You gotta shout out the nigga twins. Definitely. See, we gotta understand, like, <clears throat> this couldn't have happened nowhere else but here. Like, people keep talking about all these other influences about Jamaicans and and Puerto Ricans and all of that. And with all due respect, yes, there was great contribution. But this could not have happened in Puerto Rico. Nope. This could not have happened in Jamaica. <clears throat> this could only have happened here in America, I'm playing nope. this American-ass music with these American Black American kids who fucking were vibing to this shit at the time that... A lot of people were participating in. Yes, that's sir. what that's what happened. But 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 Jamal, you know what's so funny? The only person that probably knew Herc was Jamaican was Coke LaRock, Clark Kent. Because a lot of us didn't know he was Jamaican. Because he wasn't <clears> presenting <throat> himself I as Jamaican. Bottom was from West Indian. Me and Flash went to Gompers. I never knew Flash was from Barbados. Because one thing I could say. In our era, growing up, my best friends, Reddy Chino and Goldie, because we named the spot on the, the old Burger King on Webster Avenue for where Donna Rock lived at Chino's. He got killed in Harlem. I never knew they was West Indian. Until I heard their mother, Miss Benjamin, speaking. I'm like, oh, because what they did in that time ever, coming to America, being here, the Jamaicans had to change their dialect, otherwise they couldn't get no job because they really wasn't accepted. Uh see, I didn't know that. But yes, I can, I can imagine I can say that. I didn't know Dougie Fresh was in the United States since he was 16. 
Wow. See? Latifah's Jamaican. See? So I'm you never know who you're standing Herbie next Azar. to. Like, you would never talk to Herbie, Herbie Azar. Didn't even, they didn't use their dialect around us because they wanted to fit in. Man, yes, Fresh yes. Soul Music. Thank you, Fresh Soul Music. Hang on. Um, trying to find this. <clears throat> hey, Ruby D. I mean, not Ruby D. Whip. Yo. If, if Jamal don't mind going back to, to Harlem World, the night that Mo D came. Let me just say, uh, uh, Fresh Soul Music said, massive salute to Lord J and the Godcast. This is a great conversation. I learned about hip hop from watching Wild Style and Style Wars in the early 80s. From Newark, New Jersey, no internet. Love the dialogue. Salute to all. Thank you, Fresh Soul Music. Appreciate yes, thank you. <clears throat> you gotta, yeah, you know, we grew up in, a, in an interesting time, too, because, I mean, the music that is like I, my passion is R&B, like all the old ballads, the moments, main ingredients, the phonics, uh, you know, Black Ivory and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we grew up in a, a time where music, it was beautiful, you know? We, you so, know so you was into those, to, to those Black R&B groups? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, right. positively, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just, uh, I think through that alone, and my brother, and my, my dad being musically inclined and all that, uh, just, I didn't know nothing about music till sixth grade when they put a saxophone in my hand. You know, I'm like, what is this? I'm supposed to play this. I want to the trumpet. It's only three fingers. So you think <laughs> the sax. And I was like, okay. And I ended up playing it. I ended up writing music and I ended up understanding music, <clears throat> which I guess being Latino also, I, I was super rhythmic. Cause I mean, as far as, uh, I mean, I remember back day, back in the days we used to hustle. A lot of motherfuckers are hustle. I know, I'm talking about dancing, not, not hustling on the street, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And, and that was a great dance. And that was black, Latino, but that was mostly Latinos because it was a lot of salsa. But I mean, Kaz, T-Bone and all these cats, they were great uh, uh, hustlers. And so- and That's what I'm saying. It's funny you say being Latino, I was super rhythmic. The most rhythmic motherfuckers is black. <laughs> <laughs> we the most rhythmic motherfuckers out here. Are you kidding yes. me? I tell you, like, drums for real, for real. Like that's you. when you say that, that's in comparison to white people. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> then it's like y'all being Latino, you know, some super rhythmic. Yeah, but we rhythmic like a motherfucker. Hell like yeah. Hey, but like, you know what's so funny? Think about when you first started rhyming and all of that. Like, was you in the pocket right away? Hell no, I, I was whack as fuck. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that shit. I was back as fuck, yo. Somebody had to guide you into how to get to the into the Actually, pocket. Thank you, come. Guide was old English. Computer blue. Lord Jamal. Yes. Ruby D just texted me. Say he. You're breaking and you up. Froze. Uh oh, Ruby D text. Oh, he said, please resend. I'm seeing a text. Okay, hang on a second. I'm yeah, about to resend to a Ruby D. Ah, We're going to ah. bring Ruby D. Hang on. And then people don't think about all the beautiful camaraderie we had, you know? Even though we were battling and doing things, like, perfect example, in New York, I wasn't all chumsy wumsy with Mel and Scott and them like that. But when they came to California, 
and we linked up. It was like a whole nother, a brand new family. Cause it's like, okay, we all we got. Cass's words, grandmaster. Um, <clears throat> and we became thicker than thieves, Scorp and Mel, and, and you know, and I think uh, the fact that we were battling and doing what we were doing, that still was, it, it gave our competitive spirit a serious workout because now you got to sharpen your game. When you talk, when you find to flip the mic with guys that are just super, super at what their craft, super at their craft, you better get yours back up. Cause I remember I used to freestyle all the time and I still do it sometimes. I mean, my son will freestyle for about an hour, which talk about your hat, your, your, your new yiggity, the stripes on your shirt, you know, the plaque behind my back, you know, shit like that. And, um, <clears throat> we, uh, it, it took a minute because the cast played me some tapes and stuff from back in the days. I'm like, ooh, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> yes, yes, yo. To the beat, yo. Rock, rock, yo. It don't stop. <laughs> so, yo, you got to, yo. It, it, it gave us the competitive spirit, I think, also uh, doing what we were doing at the time we were doing it with a whole different genre of, of competition. It wasn't a basketball game. It wasn't a football game. It was it was the rap game. And if you suck, you booed. And you know the crowd will tell you. That shit is like amateur night at the Apollo. <clears throat> Whoa, Darren Preston. This is disturbing. I don't know. Uh -oh. I appreciate your donation, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I like what he's saying right now. Oh, you ain't gonna please everybody, man. Everybody got an opinion. They're like assholes. Everybody got one. Nah, he's acting like he's talking about his pops right now. And, it's, and he's saying his pops is a rapper that we kind of know. And he's talking shit to his pops right now. I don't know if I should. Yeah, you can't disrespect <laughs> I should show this right now. Oh, Darren, I, I appreciate okay. your, your, your donation. You still got your pops. You better utilize that time. <clears throat> yeah. 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 We're gonna have to uh bypass that one. At Rock, I saw your funny ass earlier. <laughs> <coughs> I saw your, your your comment. You funny. Um wait, who said this? Somebody said the Olympics will be a big cash and culture grab next year. Many will try to rewrite black history. FBA created all popular genres of music straight up. That is pretty much true. Um, you think about jazz, rock and roll, yeah. or country music. Yeah, I just watched that Elvis movie. Right. I mean... And he literally was singing like this black dude. I forget his name. Yeah, Ooh. somebody had him up on the net, and they yeah. were saying, "I said this is where he got his shit." Hey, from. yo, I just, I just talked to Ruby D, so he got the link. Okay, cool. cool. Can you hear me? I yes. Just to Ruby yes. D. Okay, and no thanks. crackle. Oh shit! I think we got we got the brother coming in. You should just turn sideways again for some reason. Um. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Heather, your shit is is sideways. Uh, Van. I don't know. We about to bring Ruby D in right now, ladies and gentlemen. A Ruby D D D. Damn, I wish I had the echo chamber. I know, right? 
Ruby D, your phone is and turn it to the side. Good. It'll fill up the. Uh... No, the other side. Ahora <laughs> sí. No, but that's not sideways. Your shit is. What? Your shit is sideways, like on some crazy shit. So. Thank you, man. Are you trying to get Ruby D up in here? Wait, no, that's. We lost them. Okay, but we got you right side up now, Van. That's what I'm talking That's how I'm supposed to be. Hey, Jamal, again, man, I guess thanks, yo. This this was nice. I I, I love uh, 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 clearing up things that people are. There's a lot of weirdness. A lot of people, everybody's like got their own opinion on things. They hear shit from their uncles. That really heard it from somebody else and stuff like that. Right. The fact that, you know, hey, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth. <clears throat> Ruby D. Ruben. Now you froze. Yeah, now he frozen. Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely give me a a a, a, a setup like you got there, Jamal. Your voice sounds crispy. Yeah, Thanks man. This is how you, you know what I mean? I got something <laughs> called the roadcaster. Uh, plus this uh, Shure mic. That's a Shure? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. <clears throat> I will be on deck soon. <laughs> Let's see. And still got another. Oh. You want to come in from this other one? Hang on. Let's see. Can you hear me better? I think Perfect. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my computer. Okay, there we go. Where Ruben at? Um, he was he kept probably, freezing every time he came. Probably, probably looking for his computer. <laughs> Hope you can't see my knees, man. Nah. nah, we don't see we don't see your knees. <laughs> we don't see that ass. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say we don't we don't see those leathery things. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm glad oh, we got man. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Let's see. He, I see him moving around. Okay. Oh, he even looks crisp. I'm, I'm there now. There you go. Turn your phone to the side so that you like fill up the screen. That ain't filling it up. He got oh, you have your screen uh, frozen. Yeah, your screen is locked. Well, you got it locked. Yeah, you got to unlock the. Uh, wow. Yeah, you would have to unlock the screen. Yeah, the you have to unlock the. the yeah, that, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go get one of the twins. You gotta get one of the twins yeah, to do it. Know. That's it, because yeah. they the ones that know how to do all this. There you go. <laughs> come here for me. I need See? come here. I, I need you to unlock the screen. So it so it rotate. Yeah, there you go. Unlock it so it rotate. Oh, that's it. Bang, boom. Oh, that's all you need. What's it? He was roasting a pig whip. That's what took him so long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, hey, this is good to be gonna get as good as we're gonna get. But if you're sideways, you can see it's bigger. Yeah. 
Turn your phone over. The whip started like you, and then we brought him into the 21st century. Oh, Lord, this guy phone froze him in Texas. Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. Now he popped up. He had popped up somewhere else. Hang on. There it is. I can tell. I think he popped up on another. Hook it up so I can so, so it'll turn, I'll turn it sideways. Like this. <clears throat> You're trying to get it like that, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. We have each other. Oh, shit. Sometimes I don't. Oh, yeah, that's my shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Just turn like your phone sideways. Yeah. Just put it close to your face. Oh. <laughs> Just turn it sideways. It would go to his own. Just oh, go there we go. There we go. He got the Willy Wonka golden ticket. There we go. Got to use the kids. I know. Ruby D, how are you, my brother? <laughs> What's going on, sir? Can you hear us? Hear me? Okay. Yeah, we hear you. Can you hear me? No. There you go. I'm here. Okay, that's what's up. What's up? All right, we got Ruby D up in the house. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? Tell tell the people a little bit. You know what I mean? Where you from? What you represent in this hip hop game and all of that? Man, man yeah, yeah, I am. I'm this MC Ruby D, you know, fantastic five MC, oh, along with shit. Prince Whipper Whip right there. I see him. Oh, uh, y'all got Yankee hats on. I just noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it wasn't a conspiracy. It was just <laughs> it just happened that way. It's natural. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got got to represent oh. the Bronx Bombers. See, now you just got a little more Puerto Rican since Ruby D got here, Whip. <laughs> we see, you see how I go? He bringing he bring, the Puerto Rican out in you now. You got way more Puerto Rican since he got here. Hang on, what is going on? Hey, what's going on Ruby D? Hold up. Oh, shit. Yo. What's good? All right. What you got, Ruben, an iPhone 6? I don't see what's going Ruby D, fantastic five. Now I was on the phone with Theodore the other day. Everything Shout is frozen. Grand Wizard Theodore. I was also on the phone with Grand Mick, Grand Mixer DXT. DXT T T. Hey, I'm again. Out to those brothers. I'm back. Oh, now Whip is gone. Gone. I'm not gone. I'm here. No, Whip is here. Whip is crispy. Your okay. camera is very crisp. Whip. Can you guys hear me? Out of oh, all the you. cameras, yours is, is the oh, most besides mine. Well, we like to be seen. Well. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh shit, we got about thirteen hundred people in the in the um in the chat right now in the room. Yes. Checking us out. Um, make sure you click the like button. The connection is back. Your connection is bad. 
You're in Detroit, right? Well, well no, we're well, in, in Detroit. Everybody's there now. Old Van Silk is frozen. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Van Silk is looking a little glitchy. No, I'm good. Nah, -uh. he's trying to get Raheem in here. Oh, come on! Now I'm frozen. Yeah, you're looking a little. I'm back. <laughs> hey, somebody, you got to turn your. Uh, I can hear your 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 computer playing or something like that. Do you have headphones or something? Because I hear it playing back in the background. No, that's me. I had to cut my phone down. I'm watching your, your feed while we was talking. That's my fault. So hey, Ruby, Ruby, okay. Can you hear us, Ruby D? Yes, sir. How was it to be one of the early, you know what I mean? Early Puerto Ricans in this hip-hop game, man. Like, because you was a pioneer. Hip-hop wasn't something that, that a lot of Puerto Ricans was doing at the time, correct? That is correct. That's correct. It was, it was, uh, it was an experience, you know, just something that um, I just had to try it, you know. And how did you get into it? Who introduced you to hip hop? What, what, what got you? Who got you rapping? Well, you know what? I was coming from a baseball game in St. Mary's Park, and right there at Mars is where AJ and them lived. That they were playing. There was some music. I didn't know it was them. There was music there. And uh, to I'll be honest, you know, a, a nice, beautiful young lady walked by and I followed her in. Mm. <laughs> and um, as AJ was cutting the records, I would, I could already envision when the next cut was coming in. And, you know, I'm just kind of like, close your eyes and you know what's coming. And in one of those moments I looked up and he called me over, and you know how that goes at the block parties. Once you go under the ropes, you know, <laughs> you were down. <laughs> you know, AJ. Now, at this, at this party, where was this party at? This party was at the Morehouses. The Morehouses. This yeah, is the Morehouses. That's where AJ's live, 149th Street. That's where that's where AJ lived at. Yeah, him and Lovebug was over there. Hey, can I tell you something real funny? And at that party, was it mad? It was mad black people in there. Um, <clears throat> it was nothing but. It was nothing but. Nothing but. Nothing but. <laughs> nothing but. <laughs> and in the dark, see me. I look like I was black too. <laughs> yeah, I love it. He said it was nothing but. <laughs> nothing but. Nothing but. And you know what? I, I hired AJ, rest in peace, to do a, a show. I used to run a, I was a, like the vice president of the parents, oh, not the, the tenant patrol, you know, in the building. <laughs> and, then he couldn't, and then he couldn't come. And he um, he called me about three days earlier to talk about, he told me that um, he, he had the opportunity of making more money somewhere else. And, you know, well, life goes on. But I walked away from there, and as I walked, you know, going up Third Avenue, up back up to Boston Road, I could hear music, and I followed that music, 
my head to that music, and I bumped into the L Brothers. Mm. I bumped into the L Brothers. And 53 Park, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mean Gene Cordio, Grand Wizard Theodore, well, Theodore at the time, Kevin Kev, Robbie Rob, and Starsky. Mm. Those were the names at the time. Busy B, not Busy B, Starsky. Um, no, no, it used to be Starsky. Right. And then because Busy used to like to play on everybody's equipment. So, um, so uh, Master Rob called him Busy B because he'd be going like pollinating everywhere he go. You know? <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> that's how he got that name, Busy B. Ah, that's butter. And, and the Great funny thing, I, Jamal and, and, and fellas, I want to say this about AJ because his first MC was MC Kenny G. Kenny mm. yes. and, G. And I also want to let people know that AJ, Baby Mama Jean lived in Morehouses. AJ actually lived with his grandmother across the street in 550 Caldwell, St. Mary's, on the second floor. I'm going to tell you something. Guess who lived next door to AJ's grandmother? Who? Pigmeat Markham. Whoa. Uh, I wish I had a bomb right to drop right there, but Word up. we'll just go with the clap and shit. <laughs> Avenue. That's where he lived at. It's two apartment two way. She lived in apartment. Francis. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, for real. Um can I give you two more? Yeah, go ahead. I I, I want to real quick though. I I want to ask y'all about graffiti real quick because a couple of people you know going going to the L Brothers parties. Um, I learned to love it, you know, and became Ruby D. You know, listening to Rock Kevin and Rob. Kevin and Rob went down south to visit their grandma, and the L Brothers threw a party at this old place on 168th Street. Um, the place Rock was City. called Rock City, but we used to call Rock it City. Duck City because you have to to go between duck. rooms. You had to duck. I'm only five foot five. I used to have to <laughs> duck. <laughs> so yeah, it was small. <laughs> and one day, I, I you know, they were gone. I did not know that about you. <clears throat> you. just sounded tall to me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I would have never thought you was five foot five. You know, See, I lived in the land of tapes I knew, I, I, and imagination. Can you imagine if we had social media back the then? That'd have been like that's Ruby D. <laughs> <laughs> See, a lot of cats, it's a lot easier for cats today to do things through social media and all of this, uh, all these iPhones and. So 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 let me ask you something. Let me ask y'all. Uh, did y'all ever have any like Puerto Ricans approach y'all and be like, "Why y'all fucking with that Moreno music? Why y'all fucking with those cocolos?" You know, I never I got did. that, but I know Disco Wiz got that. Ruby D said he did. Let me hear. Let me hear about that, Ruby. You, you like that? Why I, you like I, the Moreno I, music? That that nigga music. Yeah, from the very, from the, Those fucking Coca-Cola. From the very beginning, <laughs> look, Coca-Cola. You know how? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking so word. With, with, with Crowley, 
Huh? Tell me about that. Tell me about but yeah, from like, the very, from the like very almost beginning, being persecuted by your people. When I told you guys that I came out of black music. Yes. Somebody once told me once it was called hip hop. Somebody said, Man, you going back to do one of those hippity hop movies? <laughs> I was like, What? Hippity hop. Wow. Never heard it like that before. Yeah, you hear a lot of Moreno's talking about you off there playing that Guala Guala shit. <laughs> right. And, and, you know? and, and my daughter, and my daughter mother's Spanish, and I'm like, yo, I'm doing a party tonight. Oh, you doing that hibbity bibbity bop shit? I'm like, at one point, I felt embarrassed because we used to get persecuted. We used to get persecuted while y'all just mess with that hibbity. <laughs> it's a bunch of noise. It's garbage. And that's one point I almost started to believe it because everybody didn't understand what was being materialized in the Bronx. Yeah. Now, see, I think what, what you know, I think the frustration yeah. by people, people that are calling themselves foundational black Americans. Really, I just want to say mel we're melanated people, first of all. I don't even like saying the word black. Yes. But anyway, um, <clears throat> You know, there's a lot of frustration because it seems like every time we come up with something, there's always, you know, outside forces that's trying to take some sort of credit away from us. Um, like, we have no doubt that um, Puerto Ricans were there and contributing to what we were doing in the beginning. You know what I mean? But it's one thing to contribute to something and it's another thing to actually have created it. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's right. what that's all that we're trying to say. Like, why do you think it's so important to right now, especially for a lot of Puerto Ricans to feel like they have some sort of, you know, I don't know, need to to to, to make some sort of stake. Can't hear like too, too well. What do you think it? What do you think that's about? Because a lot of times I see them like turning the issue where that's not really the issue. It's not the issue. Nobody's saying that Puerto Ricans or one lady like to say like. Can't hear you. You can't hear me. I can hear him perfect. You can't hear me, Ruby D. Time for you might have to check your I settings. Hear. Can you hear me now? Hey, I know that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to before I forget my train of thought. It's just like oh wait, here he comes on a different one. Hold on. If I'm going to jump ahead to even before what you're going to ask, <clears throat> I don't, I don't like, it's like, let's say we're shooting a movie, right? People just want their credits up there. Yes. I just want my credit up there. That's all. Right. You know, because look at it now. This book is rapping in every language you could possibly imagine. Thank you. Japanese, Chinese, Russian, Italian. You know, we started some shit. It started with us. 
<laughs> FU2 said Fat Joe said Latinos created 50% of hip hop while on the Angie Martinez show a few weeks ago, which is where this convo became a topic. And that's really where this all started from. You know what I mean? Um, and we're just getting trying to get some clarity from brothers that were there to where absolutely y'all contributed. Mm -hmm. But to say 50%. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's get logical. How many DJ groups back in the day were there and they were predominantly black? And there right. how many DJs that were Hispanic and how many of them? Like a handful. Yeah. So having you know, a Hispanic, having a Puerto Rican in your group was like a secret weapon. Like, yo, yeah. you know what I mean? Yo, I got a Puerto Rican in my group. Like, what? Like, yeah, and he's nice. You know what I mean? Like, that was like a fucking secret weapon. Just like later, it was a secret weapon to have a white boy. Because you didn't think necessarily that that was for them. And so, because you knew offhand that this was some black shit. You know what I mean? But yes, other people can do it. And other people did do it, and the and the ones that was there early. Now, who I'm saying wasn't there was white people, Puerto Rican people were there. I don't even like when they say Latinos because I feel like it's Puerto Ricans that were there. Like Latinos would now include like Mexicans and Ecuadorians and all kind of Spanish-speaking people. It wasn't all Spanish-speaking people. It wasn't Latinos. It was Puerto Ricans specifically. Puerto Ricans. But then we can get we can even get more deep and more philosophical, and be like, "What really is a Puerto Rican? <laughs> like, like, aren't y'all just really black people that was on a, a an island that you know the Spanish, you know, well, it was small, well, I'm gonna you know, later, maybe quicker, and all of that type of shit." Like, aren't we all just melanated people? Why are we even fighting over that distinction, too? I'm just saying. Nah, but you're right, though. Because, I mean, it, in all honesty, it all okay, came well, from the drum. What record was that? You ever it seen, the, you ever seen the, the picture? You guys ever seen the picture of, with, there's a picture of a Puerto Rican that says, our heritage. It starts off in the island. And there were Taino Indians there. Yes. Then Christopher Columbus came over and he brought black slaves. Now Christopher Columbus found Indians here in America. Spaniards, he found black people the here. Taino Indians. That made us. Yeah. Yeah. That made us. When he got yes. there, but he, he but said, he, 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 you know how they say Columbus, when he got there, he said, this is a rich port because they, you know, so many things can grow. All those bananas rich and mangoes, port in Puerto, in Spanish, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico, rich port. Yeah, they had a, a lot of that shit, though. Uh, in all the Caribbean, like, you know. Yeah, that, that's just I always Puerto say it's a Caribbean thing. And the Taino Indians weren't just in Puerto Rico. They were here in, in America, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and these were what, what you would think are African, these were African looking people, these so-called Indians. They're not the Indians that you would think of today, and that's where they try to trick us. Um, 
and all of that. You go to Puerto, like, you Puerto, go to Puerto Rico. And all of that is straight because of the raping and pillaging they did on a small island, not because yeah. Indians' hair is straight. You but you know, you know, if you go to Puerto Rico, there's a there's a place there, there's a town there, um, where everybody there is dark skinned. Yes, darker Pignone. than me. Yes. Pignone. I know. So, you know, so it's funny that, you know, it's like why it's almost people don't want to be you want to be one with us, but then you don't want to be one. I'm not saying y'all, but I'm just saying people right, in right. general like they act like they want to rock with black people. But, you know, I kind of want my separation and all of that. Like everybody, but and I understand what you're saying though about getting your credits in the in the film. And yes, um, but having your credits in the film, like I might be an actor in the film, and I've acted in TV shows and films, but that doesn't necessarily give me ownership to the film. Oh no, you see, whoever had this brainchild in their mind, you know what I mean, to 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 be like, you know what? I'm going to make a film about hip hop and it's going to fucking do this. Da, 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 da. That's the one that owns the fucking film. And if they decide to sign the rights off to somebody else and we can get some money, then they're going to own it too. But anybody that participates in the film are actors and directors and all, you know, they're, they're aiding in this film and if we get a, an academy award we all get that award but at the end of the day you know i'm not getting ownership royalties i'm just getting actors royalties because i just participated in the grand creation see what i'm saying and yes i do want my credit for that and i deserve my credit for that you see what i'm saying you know, I, I i would put it you know the stars of the show was the black community. Puerto Ricans, we came along. We were the co-stars. Is, is, I guess is what I want to say. If that's the proper way to say it, but um, we were the co-stars, and we're still here. Or best supporting <laughs> actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best supporting yeah, actors. And that's a great prestigious thing. But I want to say this real quick. As I'm reading the timeline, Jamal, um, mm -hmm. we sitting here with Lord Jamal, who has a great following. Oh, and you got the DXT, DXT just sent me Raheem's email. Hang on a second. We're about to bring Raheem. You got in. the first Hispanic conference here telling you when they got in the game and people sitting up here not believing. It's sad right. that we, <laughs> we said, they telling you. And they still want to believe something else that, like, now, now Ruby did. We, we don't know what they're talking about. And right. it's sad. I what? I was on the mic. <laughs> really? It's it's you like, <laughs> they tell you 1978. What more do you want? Like, come, come on. This is gonna 1978. Yeah. What what year did you get into? Uh, did you start rapping, Ruby D? Late 76, early 77. 76, 77. Mm -hmm. the, the Furious Five were still the three MCs. So, so 
if we go by the timeline of 73 and y'all is the first Puerto Ricans, that means that <laughs> hip hop was going for at least three years before um before yeah. Before any yeah. Puerto Ricans touched yeah. the, 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 the hip hop soil, correct? Pretty much. Correct. Yeah, I would say that. Okay, I but then again, I at, the, at the same time, it didn't really blow. Uh, 73 was that event, but I didn't see really things happening until the latter 77 and where I jumped in at, you know, 77, 78. And what do we mean by things happening? It wasn't, uh, it was still. Uh, it was still a money-making DJ Hollywood. I'm in my club, Pete DJ Jones Club, uh, Eddie Chiba, Broadway International Club. It was still more, I want to be dressed, and it was an adult thing. And I yeah. I, uh, I think because we were so young, that of course we weren't allowed in these spots, but we got in, you know, because, I mean, I had a beard since God knows when. But, um, <laughs> you know, we got in. And that was a whole scene where I was like, eh, it's like, eh, this ain't us, yo. <laughs> but Hollywood was a, was a bad man. I give it to these guys. And I mentioned those guys because I heard these guys. And and, and it it gives you, uh, you build, you, you fill yourself up with, okay, this is something different. Now, how can we put a twist on it and make, you know, and work with it? Now, I, I want to say one thing that really doesn't have too much to do with what we're talking about, but. You turn on your TV early days and you see the Cowboys and Indians. Where exactly. did come from? You see you the Cowboys and Indians. That, I, believe, I not only do I believe, but I know instilled in a lot of people's hey, minds bro. hate, uh, 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 racism, prejudice. Because how are you going to come to another man, another man's country and shoot him for it? And where do we get that from? If you take five kids, Chinese, Japanese, French, Italian, black, white, put them together in the room and let them play. They will play all freaking day. It ain't until you taught or your family or your upbringing or you see. Just as simple as something as simple as watching Cowboys and Indians, Long Ranger and Tonto, they was two, they was two and they were together. So they you can't really go, eh. but the majority of those Cowboy and Indian movies, Indians are savages. We gotta kill him. Yo, scalp you da da da. And I think that and, and that that was the seed that fucked this whole world up. I know it's the seed. We had, I mean, think about it all over the world. Germany, Germany had Hitler, you know. Uh 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 so it's, it wasn't just here. No but Americans, like right now, I go somewhere, they'll smile in my face. But as soon as I walk by, they'll be like, fuck it. You know, and they'll give you that stink eye. That shit came. That's just implanted. Arrest my case. <laughs> so, do y'all know anything about graffiti of, of the time? Like oh, yeah. how that hip hop graffiti, and, and 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 some of the first hip hop graffiti artists, like just like with the styles that Gang, we know scene, it now. Phase, huh? Phase two, Lonnie Woods. Mm -hmm. Two, yeah. Even our art, uh, now phase was a black. Was, was phase black? What was he? What was phase? Lonnie Woods. I think he was black, but Lonnie he looked Woods. That's not like a black man's <laughs> name. We got to black. Yep, apparently, scene was white. Yes, yes, 
Mm-hmm. I think Tracy was too. Tracy's Puerto Rican. She's Anthony Riley. Riley. But let's not leave our buddy Esquire and straight man for making flyers too now. Oh, shit. Hold up, hold up. Ladies and gentlemen. A Riley, Anthony Riley. The man, the myth, the legend just walked up in through the door, ladies. His name is Raheem. It's a hell of a dream. He's the king of his castle. Don't give him no motherfucking hassle, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) My brother Raheem. Oh shit! Peace, God. Wait, I don't hear you, God. I don't hear you. Okay. You hear me, Ra? What up? What's up, Ra? It's like you—you sound like I can hear you, but it sounds like mad far away or some shit. Yeah, I don't hear time. We here, man. We taking our time with this one. Hey, everybody that's in the chat right now, make sure you click the like button. Of if this is your first time here, make sure you uh subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell, and click all. If you're just joining us, we are with hip hop legends, whip a whip, van silk, Ruby D, and now in the house, Raheem. Woo! From the Furious Five and the Funky Four. What up? Oh, what up? What up? Crazy, just getting crazy up in here, man. I can't even lie. I was a little kid listening to all of y'all on tape. <laughs> just, just like imagining. That's what I'm saying. Imagining in my mind, it was a lot of imagination you had to do back then like with them tapes and shit if you wasn't old enough to like be moving around and be going to fucking jams and shit like that like what the fuck y'all was doing standing by the speaker with the boom box on record <laughs> yeah no i couldn't even do that like i had to get the tape of the guy that did that ah, okay. you see what i'm saying <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> so sometimes my, my our shit by the time we get it <clears throat> i have so much hiss on the motherfucker because it this nigga taped it from this nigga's cousin and that one. Eighth generation tapes. <laughs> exactly, but the shit is still rocking, though. You still can hear what the fuck. And you just hearing, you know what I mean? No. Oh, I, I think we're hearing you Ooh, now. We hear you there. We, yeah, yeah, I hear you there. Right now. All right. Yes, What's good, Raheem? What's good, We great. You looking great, brother. I'm, I'm just, just trying look, to keep it together, you know what I mean? Yeah, you look good, God. You look great, God. Um, we were talking about earlier how, because because when when um when Shy Rock came, actually when we when we was in Brooklyn, when my show was in Brooklyn at the Black Lady Theater, she actually came to the show, and she was she was like, uh, yeah, Raheem was down with us first, and. You know what I mean? Before he went to the uh, Furious Five, and I was like, "Oh, word! I didn't know that." Like, she was like, "Yeah," like, she's like, "A lot of groups wanted uh, Raheem." You know what I mean? And I was like, "Word!" I was like, "What made Raheem so like?" You know what I mean? Such a such a player like that that everybody wanted. And it was like, "Yo, he just had that like 
<laughs> she was like, he just had that shit back then. Like, like I, I don't even know what she wasn't necessarily put a finger on. She was just like, yo, he was just, he just had that energy and the parties and all that type of shit. What do you well, think it was, brother? Well, overall, um, you know, without without me sounding uh, like I'm like I'm uh, you know full of myself. Uh, I was I was one of the first um, to sing and rap, mm. and you know so I would I would like remix. I think that's what she said too. Yep, yep. Yeah, I would I would remix uh, like Jackson Five songs and uh, sing you know Michael's parts and use uh, my group's name you know KK Keith Keith. Uh, Shy Rock and myself, all our names in in the songs or whatever, and Breakout's name, and um, so that that was what kind of set me apart from, I think, uh, other MCs at that particular juncture. Mm. You know what I mean? That's and, very and, interesting. And we we and battled. Now fast and forward, not to cut you off, but now mm-hmm. fast forward to where mm-hmm. we're at with someone like Drake. Mm-hmm. And you see how singing and rapping is like have a symbiotic relationship with each other and that this motherfucker is super winning. Like, do you look at that and feel like, damn, I'm kind of the genesis of that type of shit? I I, kind of do, but, but, you know, quietly, I don't, I don't go around, you know, broadcasting that shit to anybody. Fuck that, I'll do it. I'll broadcast it. <laughs> he was one of the first ones, and he was the first one to do that shit, y'all. That's, you, know, that's, you know, you know, intelligent people, um, intelligent people don't make the claim of being the first to do anything when you know full well that there is nothing new under the sun. Wait, wait, wait. So that's that's you on the beatbox just step in the party. What? Yeah, that's me. Hold up. What about the I don't know if I knew who that was necessarily (laughs) back then. Like exactly who was doing that? On the dance floor. Music sounds so sweet. So sweet. That was all me right there. Bro. Down. Yeah. 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 Well, see, I could do the backups. I know my shit. Because <laughs> I, 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 I get down. You've been waiting on the beats, bro. Thanks. What? Yo, that's some classic shit right there. And, and hold up. And wait, and you had knowledge yourself, correct, God? You got knowledge yourself? Fact. You, you had knowledge yourself since back then, God? Yep. I was, I was, said, I got in the Nation of Gods and Earths when I was 11. Mm. My, my cousin, Green Eye Kevin, came up to me on the block on, I lived on 1945 Vice Avenue across from PS6 on Tremont. And my cousin, Green Kevin came up to me and was like, yo, cuz, study these lessons. He didn't even tell me what it was. He was like, next time I see you, you better know this. And he was like, yo, you can't eat pork. Tell, tell Aunt Glow you can't eat pork. I went upstairs, I told my mom I can't eat pork. She was like, what? You was born and raised on pork, boy. <laughs> right? 
But but one of my older brothers who was Muslim, um, who just came home, uh, she my my mom catered to you know his eating habits, and he didn't eat pork, so she wound up stop cooking pork, and so I was good. You know, what I mean, I studied mm. them lessons, and I'm uh, gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my, first, my first name uh, as a god in the nation was Amar. Mm. I mean, yep. Mm. And then he said, My name is Raheem. I'm a son of a queen. I'm the king, I'm the king of my castle. Don't give me, Don't no, give me no hassle. <laughs> like, that was God body talk early. Like, that y'all don't even understand. Yo, and I, and I I quoted you as one of the early gods of hip hop in my in my book. Um, when I did my solo album, the five percent album. I read that. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Peace, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so tell us about the times, how you remember it. And listen, like I mean, just for the record, just so y'all know. We love our power rule brothers. We love our Puerto Rican brothers. You know what I mean? And we're not trying to say that brothers wasn't here and all of that. Um, but we do need to keep it funky. We do need to keep it a foul wow. Right. You know what I mean? Right. As to as to where this it, you know really the, comes from and, and its roots. Allow me to interject and just say, you know, there are uh, numerous people who are commenting on the inception period of hip hop who weren't there. Yes. Like at all. And, yeah. and if the information that they were disseminating to the public were accurate, they get a salute and a high powered handshake from me, but it's not, it's not accurate. And there's a lot of urban legend that's been going around for like 45, 50 years. And, you know, like, it, it, to me, it needs to stop because this is our history. And if we don't document it right, then there's other people already undermining our history and, yep. and you know, misdocumenting things and saying that things that were not <laughs> factual are factual and they have become factual as a result of years of <laughs> you know uh people co-signing the myths so you know? so let's get it right like right. when you say the myth let's talk let's get into it what what myth are we talking about here in your eyes well well okay so so um, there were the majority of, of the people who were participants in early hip hop culture, obviously, were black, right? And, um, and you know, there were sprinkles of uh Latins, you know, Puerto Ricans mostly. I don't, I don't know any Dominicans who were actively involved in, but they could have been because they, they some of them been, looked like black. But they just wasn't representing Dominican, but they could have been. Factual. Mm -hmm. I, I had two Dominican friends, Cheeky and Herman, that lived across the street, uh, across the hall from me. Um, but but they lived across the hall from me before I got involved in hip hop. And then when I got involved in hip hop, they came to the parties every now and then 
but they wasn't wasn't, really fucking their thing right it wasn't their thing they wasn't fucking with it and Mm -hmm. i was listening to earlier you know to y'all talking and there was a time when you know blacks and puerto ricans didn't rock with each other like that Mm -hmm. to the point where like even if even if you were cool with some puerto ricans um you were cool with them when they wasn't around their people. Because when they was around their people, you was Cocolo. <laughs> exactly. Moreno. Cocolo. Exactly. You know, um, um, and and you know, even when I would go to like Bronx River Center, uh, I was one of the few dudes from around my neighborhood, Lambert Houses, that could go to Bronx River and Lambert. not get robbed. Because one of my OGs, rest in peace, Spider, was one of the Gestapo crew. And so he held me down. So I never got robbed when I went to Bronx River. Mm. So I went to Bronx River and I seen it all. And um, uh, in Bronx River Center, like as far as B-Boys is concerned, you know, even with the B-Boy culture, um, there were there were sprinkles of you know, Latino B-boys, but few. It was just a few. And when we're talking B-boys, we're talking like break dancers and popping and electric mm-hmm. boogaloo and all that. Because there were many more. Sharrock and I think DXT both described themselves as nomadic B-boys and B-girls. Right. Yes, because they were nomadic because they they followed the the playlist of whatever whoever the DJ was that was playing the breaks because that's what you know that's, that's what compelled that's, that's what compelled them to go to the parties in the first place right you know what I mean so um they they would go to the parties you know uh at first the way that cool Herc played uh his music um first of all cool Herc, Coke Rock, Clark Kent, Timmy Tim, Nigga Twins, salute gods gods of this right um um they were the prototype and every dj every hip-hop dj that called himself a hip-hop dj followed cool herc's playlist right and uh the difference the contrasting difference between the way that cool herc played his records and the way that grandmaster flash or flowers or well, okay, so flowers is a different, that's a different conversation. Well, actually, it's the same conversation, but Grandmaster Flowers, rest in peace, uh, legendary, but he was not a hip-hop DJ. He was a right. disco, he was a disco legend, a disco DJ. He opened up for James Brown and you know, stuff like that. And so did uh uh DJ Hollywood. DJ Hollywood is a disco legend, but what I will say about DJ Hollywood is, is that at one point when uh, early, the first generation MCs started, uh, they started rhyming more, more toast-like. And yes, y'all, and the sounds that you hear, the depth to your ear, have no fear, because you know what I mean? It was more toast-like. It wasn't syncopated to the rhythm, right? And then after Flash brought Cowboy, Melly Mel, and Kid Creole, 
to 371 and they heard DJ Hollywood rhyme to the beat and do crowd response, then they changed their style. Now, when I was a member of the Funky Four, we were already rhyming like that. And that's what that's what made us the, I guess, the antithesis at the time to the Furious Four. So the Funky Four battled the Furious Four May 11th, 1979 at the Webster Avenue PAL. Mm. Um, Thank you. Let's see. So, so the way that the way that Hurt played his music was he would sometimes he would play the record from the beginning, right? Yeah. And you would listen to the record until it got to the break, right? And um, it wasn't he didn't he didn't put his hands on the record the way that the cutting or the way that the turntablists DJs who who were birthed by Grandmaster Flash, Grand Wizard Theodore, DXT, and and the lot, uh, he didn't put his hands on the records like they did. Mm. Um, that was like taboo. So um, I spoke to Clark Kent, uh, Herc's, one of Herc's protégés, and he was telling me that uh, he saw Grandmaster Flash early on before you know, he became notable and he was telling Herc that Herc should put Flash down with him. And that one time when Herc had to step out for a few, he let Flash get on the turntables at one of his parties and Flash cut shit up. He killed it. Mm. Um, so now, now there's people who, who, uh, who have been co-signing this myth um, for, for 45, 50 years in that, uh, that Theodore made up scratching mm. and that Flash made up the backspin. Okay. Mm. So now here we go. Okay. So if you're a thinker, right. And you are a scientist, a technician, and you understand the the technical aspects of DJing. I'm an MC, but I understand this. In order to find the cue point of any record as a DJ, you have to rub the record first, right? So now, here we go. Grandmaster Flash lived in the same apartment as Grand Wizard Theodore. He lived with their family. Mm. And um, at some point in time, uh, when they were called the L Brothers, Grandmaster Flash was a part of the L Brothers, right? Mm. And um, so Grand Wizard Theodore's older brother, Mean Gene, uh, it was his equipment, basically, Mean Gene and Cordio their other brother. And so um, according to what I was told, uh, Mean Gene wouldn't allow Theodore at one point to touch the equipment because Theodore was a little boy. And I mean, Theodore is short, period. You know, he's always been short. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so when he was a little boy, he was really short. And Flash said that 
Theodore could not reach the turntables. And so Mean Gene wouldn't allow Theodore to touch the turntables because he couldn't even damn reach them, right? Okay, so if he couldn't reach them um, and he wasn't allowed to touch the turntables, You're not the way that he was able to hone his craft to become a DJ was every time his older brother, Mean Gene, left the apartment, uh, Flash, whenever he would finish practicing, first of all, when Flash was practicing, Theodore was there, right? So Flash, his first cue, his first cueing system was not a pair of headphones. It was a pair of house speakers. So he's queuing up records on, a house, on house speakers and he's playing the part the, 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 on the turntable that's supposed to be audible to the audience. Mm -hmm. That's playing out the big speakers. Mm. But, but he's queuing the record on the other turntable that's not supposed to be audible to the audience right. on house speakers. So it is audible, right? So he's queuing up the record and he's spinning the record back and obviously having to rub the record because he's finally ready, mm -hmm. right? And Theodore is there the whole time, but Theodore can't reach the turntables, right? And so every time Mean Gene would leave the apartment to go do whatever he did, Flash would put a crate of records in front of the table so Theodore could stand on it and practice honing his craft as an aspiring DJ. Mm. So... Everything that Theodore learned, he learned from Flash. Oh yeah, that's that's all. That I'm not and 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 the the contrasting difference between Grandmaster Flash and Grand Wizard Theodore is this: Grandmaster Flash created the backspin, and he mistakenly created scratching by queuing up the record, and Theodore heard him queuing up the record and took and said, I'm going to make this audible. Right. That's what happened. That's how it happened. Mm. Okay. That just sounds cool. I'm going to actually use that. That's some good info. I'm going to slide the fader over while I'm doing that. Exactly. <laughs> and that's going to be a thing. Exactly. That's how it happened. Mm. But the, the myth has been going on for so long because people who weren't there continue to co-sign the myth because there's a contingency of people who are Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five detractors or Grandmaster Flash detractors, whatever. And so, you know, anybody but Grandmaster Flash or Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five can be credited in this eye as long as it's not us. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, you heard it right here. And, and, and with, with all due respect, love, admiration, Grand Wizard Theodore, Mean Gene, Cordio, the L Brothers, the Fantastic Five, legendary from day one in my book, always will be, always was. And much respect to y'all. I, I I have nothing but love for you, brothers. Whip a whip. God bless you, man. Word.
Same here, mm-hmm. baby. I learned, I just learned something today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, if you if you think about the mechanics of DJing and the science of it, you know what I mean. And wait, uh, uh, and, and and you know what? Let me let me just acknowledge my brother, legendary promoter Van Silk. Even though you ain't shit, I just want to tell you this whole time, this whole time, you've been sitting there listening to Lord Jamal. Mention me, you mentioned me, you got my goddamn email address and you couldn't send me the link. See how niggas, <laughs> niggas ain't shit. Niggas. Mm-hmm. Well, DXT mm-hmm. came through. Yeah. And, and he not even yeah, here. He riding on a bike right now, probably from motherfucking Jersey to, to, to Manhattan or some crazy shit. He practiced. Yeah, that's him. Right. Well, bike run, he doing crazy shit. <laughs> right. Yo, yep. you be wilding. Shout out to DXT. He's serious with them bike. Yeah, I, be riding my, I, I ride my bike from BX to BK like maybe Whoa. two or three times. Yeah. Okay. That's probably yeah. how you stay looking young like that. I'm a, shit. I'm like 20 pounds less than what I weighed in high school, bro. Wow. Word. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, it, it's real out here. Wow. So <laughs> we have we have MCN, DJing, graffiti. Oh, so graffiti like dancing. Okay. Yeah, graffiti. So graffiti graffiti predates all of that shit. See, in my humble in my humble opinion, graffiti is really not part of hip hop culture, it's a subculture within itself because it was here for forever. You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers, it's cave drawings, like fuck out of here. Like what what are y'all telling me? You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers been doing so I'm talking about hieroglyphics and shit like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly all that. Mm -hmm. So so you know we we have to we have to say that you know graffiti um it was adopted because the graffiti artists you know they they're in the street they're from the hey, street hey. it's over yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I, what i ain't can milk today huh no nah, yo listen <laughs> listen you you vanessa i ain't call you can milk in in can milk that's 50 years. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh. You say, hey, I think you said you was a carnation baby earlier, right? Oh that's shit. Carnation milk. That's right. That's can milk right there. Remember that can milk? Better believe it. Can milk. <laughs> Government cheese. Yo. Yo, I used to I, drink that yo, nasty yo, ass milk. Somebody just, when, just told me you're supposed to dilute it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yo, you remember in 1976, remember when we had the paper food stamps? And then when you go, when you when your mom sent you to the store and they gave you change, you got the fucking plastic coin food stamps, bro. Yes, yes, yeah. Yo. <laughs> That, wow. was, that was the worst shit ever for the I sun. I just remember the bicentennial quarter. I was pretty young. In 76, 
I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I was 13. I remember, I, I, I remember I being on the Henry, Henry Hudson watching the Navy ships go and by. I remember they had the bicentennial quarter. That was yep. like yep. a yep. big fucking I thing. Remember, I remember Richard Pryor dropped the album Bicentennial Nigga. Nigga. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I probably didn't get to hear that for a minute. Yo, we used to have to listen to Richard Pryor uh, uh, albums like on the on the low and shit. On the low. <laughs> like word. My mom's didn't even have that type of shit. Like I had to go to somebody else's crib to, to hear some shit. I couldn't play that at my house. <laughs> I started that caramel no. shit. No. <laughs> yeah, you still on? He's still on kid. Yo, you feel some type of way about that, huh? <laughs> well, about the canned milk. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yo, my son was calling you a worse name, though. I ain't even gonna say it. You, you oh, know what shit. it is. <laughs> oh shit yo yo how my little man doing van he froze nah he ain't froze i just seen him move yeah he moving, yeah, he moving. yo yo how my little man yeah, doing man Yo, Van, how your grandson? He kind of froze over there. Yeah, he froze. Oh, okay. I don't know. I seen him moving half. Yo, he's he, moving. He, he moved like. Let me tell you, in my acting class, right? In my acting class, sometimes I be I be acting like I'm frozen and shit. You know what I mean? So, like, I I start a conversation and I just be on some. <laughs> Hey yo, but how about going to but how about going to what? Yeah, I think you need to recharge your battery. <laughs> yeah, can you hear us? Van? Van, can you hear us? Wave if you can hear us. <laughs> So yeah, he's man. He's he, he frozen over there. I'm uh this is this is a treasure to get, you know, people who were actually there. Um oh, yo, wait, the time. nah, yo, I yo, I this is here's another myth, bro. Let's myth, go. Mythbuster. Mythbusters, let's go. Yeah, here we go, Mythbusters. Raheem myth from the God Raheem, let's go. Yo, KRS one did not live. In 1520 Cedric Avenue, at no time he was never. A, come on, man! Like, how you doing? Like, come on, man! I, he's a phenomenal artist. He, you know, I, 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 I love all his music, but don't do that. You know, you, you, you hold a place in a very important place in this culture, and you don't have to embellish. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to put out false history because you have a very rich history of your own and you should tell your own story and let the people who were actually there tell the story. You know what I mean? With all due respect, that's all. 
So what you're saying is, you don't have to be a star, baby, <laughs> to be in my house. Yo, 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 Lord, I'm gonna tell you, bro. Like seriously, I'm 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 blackballed, but it's all right because I got black balls. Okay. <laughs> oh man. So well, yeah, I didn't know that KRS was saying that. Yes, um, yes. I, I, there's numerous, <laughs> numerous videos of him saying this, and but he's saying that he grew up in the in the building where hip hop started, or some shit. Is that what he's saying? Huh? Right. Yes. Yes. He's saying uh, he lived in that building. Huh? Uh, yeah. He's, and so, cause yeah, like, huh? He's saying this on video, bro. I'm listen. I'm not. I'm not a shit starter. Um, for no reason. When I start shit, there's a purpose behind it. All right? And I didn't bring them up to do this right now. Like, right, I didn't right, know this right. was right. coming. Like, had, nobody, nobody had to be mad at me. This, shit. Isn't, this isn't. This isn't scripted. Nobody had any idea what I was going to say or what anybody else was going to say. I, you weren't and, even supposed to be on here. And, and I wanted. To, I wanted to be on for this very reason because the bullshit needs to stop. It just needs to. All right, and and you know, there's there, I've I've uh, I've I guess I've created some enemies for myself, um, but you know it's it's okay. I'm you know I'm I'm here for all the smoke and whatever else comes with it. Listen. But but at the end of <laughs> I've been that, there, done that, do it again. Yeah, it's yeah, good. you'll be yeah, right. exactly. Um, but. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. Um, I'm just trying to tell the story accurately. That's yes. All. That's all. Because see, facts over feelings. Right. Exactly. Like this that. shit is going in museums, bros. This shit is going in museums, bros. Museums. Yep. So if the shit goes in a museum inaccurately, it, right? It needs to be talked correctly, and it doesn't get corrected. That makes it factual. That's right. like, that's like, that's like, man. And then if you let it go, that's like, that's almost like a rape victim, right? Who like lets the shit go mad years. And then you like try to bro. be like, this motherfucker raped me. Well, it's why even, you let it go bro, that long? It's even like, worse. Why you didn't say nothing even, right you know, when it was happening? Lord, it's even worse. It's like a false religion, bro. Mm. It's like a false religion, bro. Mm. Speak on it, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on it. I, don't, I gave you the floor right there. I gave you one of those. <laughs> so I'm taking a token. Let you speak, God. God said it's like a false religion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> get now, now people seeing horns on my head and shit. Hold hey. up. Oh, we got hang on, Van Sill coming in. Well, we got to take him out of this one. Hold up, remove, and then I'm going to add this one. All right, there we go. No, I got knocked off because Theodore just called. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, so I got knocked off. Get on, Theodore. Yeah, I mean, I told Theodore. Let me see. Well, see, Theodore Theodore probably thinks that I don't like him, and that's that couldn't be further from the truth. I have much love and respect for Theodore. I just want the truth to be told. 
That's it. And and the truth being told is not slighting Theodore because he's still he's still a legend. He's still an architect of this. I just want it to be said and acknowledged that he learned what he knows from Flash. That's all. Well, hey, Theodore. Uh, you want to get on? Um, well, you know, the gist of it is, man, at the end of the day, Raheem, what do you call is hip hop black music? Absolutely, but but it has become, um, you know, uh, culturally diverse, uh, but but yeah, we. It's ours. We, at its we, roots. We, at its roots, we created. Right. Yes, we created. Now, what is your what is your what is your background as far as your family background? My my mom's side of my family is uh, Haitian Creole, uh, and and from Louisiana Creole, and my dad's side of my family is Native uh, Black American from Georgia. Copy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, growing up in the '60s, uh, shit, I remember, uh, you know, listening to to James Brown's music. James Brown was like my first Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? And um, and okay. my mom got tired of playing DJ when she got tired of being a DJ at our at our little house parties. She would have me come out and entertain, and I, I danced like James Brown and uh, to his songs and all of that, and uh, and that was like the precursor for me getting into break dancing, because then um, I think maybe it was like 1972, um, a song by a group named the Olympic Runners came out called "Put the Music Where Your Mouth Is." Da-do-do. So that joint right there made me start doing dance moves like I was already doing like splits like James Brown, but um then um we moved to Lambert Houses <clears throat> and um when we moved to Lambert Houses, I met this dude, uh, One Eye Andre, and uh, Andre, Andre used to break dance him and uh, one of my homies, Eminem, and they took me to my first Cool Herc party, uh, <clears throat> and that was in 1976. I was 13, and um, the atmosphere was like fucking electric, bro. It was like, it's like it was packed. Um, <clears throat> we smoked, it was in the PAL, uh, you know, B-Boys, the, the first record that I remember hearing, uh, her play when I walked, like walking into the PAL was T Plays It Cool by Marvin Gaye. Mm. That's one of my, mm. my all-time favorite breaks. Mm. Right. Only, only people I heard use that shit as far as sampling in hip hop was uh, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Touch of jazz, hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some shit right there. 
Oh shit, Theodore is calling me right now. That's what's up. Hold up, yes, I could bring him in on the phone. Yes. <laughs> One second. Hang on. Theodore. Lord Jamal, what's up, sir? <laughs> we on here right now, man. I got Ruby D on here. I got Van Silk. Huh? Yeah, whip a whip. I got Raheem is here, man. What's up, man? You want to come up on here? I can send you the uh the link. Can, can they hear me? Uh, I got you on on speaker right now. Yeah. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, can you speak? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Not anything where you can. I should hook up to my phone. Oh, well, hold up. Oh, my! I gotta hook my Bluetooth up to it. Hang on a second. I could bring you in. Give me a second. Yo, Jamal. Yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. I think That's I'm connected. I was teaching my class and stuff like that. Go ahead. Let me see. Yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Everybody hear me? Oh, there you go. There you go. Hello, hello, hello. What up? What up, Theo? Yeah, I was um, I was teaching my class, man, so I couldn't um, I was teaching my class, so I couldn't um, I couldn't join you guys and stuff like that, man. You know, I've been doing a lot of traveling, man, around the United States, teaching a lot of classes and stuff like that at a lot of universities and stuff like that man and when i speak about when i speak about the pioneers and stuff like that and the legends you know i i got nothing but good things to say man you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna say this to you raheem you gotta keep my name out your mouth man because you don't know nothing uh, yo yo see first of all first of all that's not the First of all, that's not the that's covering with the serious five to be this is supposed to be a conversation, brother. Because you on drugs. Why you can't talk about that? I'm sorry? You know what I'm saying? Why you can't talk about that? Why the serious and we trying to we we trying to get to the root of it's the creators of this hip hop shit. You know, keep my name on your mouth. Yo, you know, yo check, this out. Check, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Let me let me let me, let me explain something to you, Theodore. You ain't No, no, no. Hey, hey. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? You, you and your you and your feelings. I'm trying to talk to you like a man, but you're talking to me like a woman. All right, listen, listen, brothers, chill, 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 brothers, brothers, brothers. All of this, all of yo, the, the way you yo, talking right now. Yo, we, we love you, brother. We're going to tell you right now. I don't, I don't want to. It won't be none of this when you see me, bro. It won't be none of this when you see me. You don't even come up to my balls, bro. Fuck out of here. Peace, peace. You don't even come up to my balls, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? Yeah, chill, chill. I cut that. I cut that short, man. I cut that. Like, yo. Listen, we're not here for that. We're not here for that. Yo, you know what bro. I mean? um, bro, 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 bro. Listen, I, 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 I ain't know, you know nothing what? like this was even going to transpire, whatever the case may be. I got to say about this. 
all I got to say about this is this. Whatever people say on, on the show or on social media is one thing. But when niggas see niggas in person, it be something totally different. That's all I got to yeah, say. I mean, That's all I got to say. And we know, we Not know, sure. but, but, you know, the bottom line is, man, um, this hip hop is, is some, is some great shit. And we all, um, have benefited in some way by being a part of it. We've, we've, uh, you know, we've done some historic shit just by being a part of it. You know what the problem is, though? People, people get comfortable in lies and untruths. And so when someone such as myself or any anyone else who, who tells the truth comes forward, if it's inconsistent with their truth, then it's something wrong with the truth teller. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I smoked the shit out of some weed. That's the only drug I'm on. Other than that, I ain't on no drugs. I'm in the best shape of my motherfucking life. I look better than all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Listen. Um, Big Lou said, if Jamaicans created hip-hop, then why didn't they create it in the UK as well? There is no original hip-hop in the UK. It's all FBA culture. Wow. Do y'all feel like Jamaicans created hip-hop, like people are saying? Well, I think that Jamaicans, you know, had a had a hand in influencing, you know, uh, uh, you know, toasting and what have you but but you know really the precursor <clears throat> for hip-hop started in like the fucking 30s and 40s bro like that yep. was the precursor you know there's there's the precursor was also the dozens right the exactly. motherfuckers used you know to I mean? snap right right you know there was a, a, a um you know pig meat markham you know here comes the judge you know, if you watch, if you if you remember, I know all of us here on this joint. Uh, maybe maybe not you, uh, Lord, but um, y'all remember Flip Wilson's show? You know, what I mean, Flip Wilson uh, did a skit uh, doing "Here Comes the Judge." You know what I mean? And so, all of these things were precursors for hip hop. You know, obviously, we know about the Last Poets. We know about Gil Scott Heron. You know. And so um, we could say that we could say that, uh, you know, Jamaicans had a hand in it, but overall. But really it's one Jamaican. Who's the Jamaicans? Who's right. the Jamaicans? The one, the one, one guy Jamaican. who was Jamaican who wasn't presenting himself as Jamaican. That's true. Because he, he was playing himself as a, right. as a black American. And had soul music. We weren't playing reggae music. No, we weren't playing no other music but shit that black people was fucking with. Right. So, 
I mean, again, we're trying to get to the bottom of all of this. You know, a lot of people are saying a lot of things. Well, these ones created this, and well, no. If that's the case, why wasn't it created in Jamaica? Right. Why wasn't hip hop? Y'all had toasting. Y'all had sound systems and all that. How come hip hop didn't spring up in Jamaica? No, no, it was it was created. What's so special here. about America that that hip hop was created here? The conditions the created. Well, the conditions in the Bronx. Or, or or you know. Yes. And is it just the Bronx? Because some people will argue and say that you know, DJing and and on some of that shit was going on. All, all over. Well, one thing we can say, one thing we can say for certainty is that no, no one person could be everywhere at one time, right? So, because of the fact that no one person could be everywhere at once, we can't say with any great amount of certainty what was going on any place other than where we were, right? <laughs> okay. So now that we've come to that conclusion and we and we all agree on that. And all of y'all here were in the Bronx, yes? Is everybody in this room was in Get the down, Bronx? Born and raised. Yep. And Bronx. Bronx. 171st Grand Concord. I was born so in the Bronx too, Albert Einstein Hospital. I was born in Jacoby. Aha, my my grandmother worked at Jacoby for years. Okay. So it's not social worker. So, so one of the things, <clears throat> one of the things that helped uh, uh, the Bronx. I'm, I'm the old, I'm the old hospital on Brooklyn Boulevard. The old Van. Whatever um, you, you you have, um, turn your turn your speaker um turn your speaker down because it's echoing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's go. better. All right, so <clears throat> one of the things that uh, that I remember distinctly coming up <clears throat> around that time in the Bronx was that uh, this car service. Is that better? Yes, that's much better. Yes. Um, OJ car service. Yes, the OJs, man. All right. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there's a few records uh, from back then where, you know, talking, we're talking about OJs. And so OJ Car Service had luxury cars. It was a cab service in the Bronx. But they and, play uh, hip hop in there. You could smoke right. weed in the car. Exactly. Okay. And you could put a, we, we, we do what we call put an OJ on hold. Yeah. yeah. Putting an OJ on hold was you paid twenty five dollars, and that would hold that car for at least an hour, or it would take you to a destination equivalent to twenty five dollars worth of, you know, worth the trip or whatever. So the OJs would get the cassette tapes from the jams yep. mm -hmm. from a record shop in the Bronx called Rhythm Den that was owned by a man named Richard T, Richard T. that Richard owned Chase. the T Connection, mm. right? And so hustlers, stick-up kids, you know, upcoming rap artists, everybody took OJs, and there were other car services, Community, uh, Godfather, and they had Take luxury the cars. Right. 
But OJ shout out was to my the- man. Shout out to my man Nine O. That was my OJ dude. Triple three. Fucking with OJ. Early nineties. I was still, you know, because you grow up always hearing OJ. Fuck that. I want to ride in an OJ too. Okay. <laughs> I got money and shit like that. Call. I'm calling OJs from New Rochelle, driving out to Brooklyn, all kind of crazy shit. My man, now I know. All right, go ahead. I just went on the rant. So, <laughs> so, um, we would take these OJs uh, around to all the different high schools. Whipper Whip and Ruby D. Uh, they 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 was down with that, you know. Take OJ, OJ on hold, ride around the Walton Theater, um, uh, Roosevelt, Truman, Evander, all of the high schools to pass out our flyers, right? Out the flyers, exactly. In the OJ, y'all was in OJ's passing out flyers. Yep. And y'all must have been just like little celebrities, just. Just just like that, like driving around in fly whips where they're playing hip hop. Exactly. And, 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 and exactly. And they bumping our and they bumping our tapes from our party. Wow, yes. You feel me? And so and so when OJ car service got to the point of their popularity where uh uh you know hustlers and people like that was taking OJs and shit and putting them on hold. You'd see people like I remember one time my aunt, uh, uh, my aunt Della lived in Queens on um, in St. Albans on Murdoch Avenue and 202nd Street. And I was standing outside her house one day and I saw an OJ pass by and it was blasting one of our party tapes. You know, what I mean, it was blasting one of our party tapes. So that's how early rap, early hip hop spread around to the borough. Mm. And when when I was down with Breakout and, and, and DJ Baron, Shaw Rock, KK Rockwell, Keith Keith, and original Funky Four, and we would do parties. Uh, we did we did parties. Uh, Al Smith uh, Center and uh, down in LES. Um, we did uh, uh, join in Far Rockaway. Uh, we battled this this crew called uh, 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 Frisco Disco. And, and and so like most of the crews that we battled against, uh, even when I got down with Flash and them uh, that were in other boroughs, uh, they were disco crews. Most of the crews from Queens and Brooklyn, their 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 MCs, their 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 anthem to to rhyme was uh, "Love Is the Message." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by MFSB. So it wasn't until really like rap records started to come out that uh, other boroughs started really uh, getting involved in rhyming over beats. And and I would attribute that to the first people I know was uh, my man, uh, uh, Davey D. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Cause he used to do parties with Flash. Whip a whip and Ruby D. Was y'all like, was y'all messing with black girls back then? Absolutely. He said, absolutely. (laughs) You fucking fucking kidding me, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) That's all there were. And and that's that's all there was. There was no Puerto Rican girls at the jams. No, not at the jams. No, not at all. 
He said not at all. I ain't, I ain't seen no Puerto Rican girls. By the time the I, by, by the time I was older, they was there. Late, by the time like, I was going to jams, they was there. But yeah, at your times, it was it was probably just black girls at the yeah. jams, huh? Yeah. And, if they, and if they was Puerto, if they were Puerto Rican, you didn't really know. And you had to go through hell to get with one. You gotta go through the family, the brothers, the cousins. Now, how did y'all? I forget. How did y'all wear your hair back then? Did you rock a Caesar or did you have like a Man, fro? You yeah, had a fro? I had I had a fro. I had braids. I had a Caesar. No, well, yeah. I'm talking I'm talking to Ruby D and Whip a Whip right now. As far as my hair was long, and back then everybody used to have the cherry curls. No, no, in the 70s, Ruby, we didn't not have the scary curl, curl, not the scary curl. You remember that? No. In the 70s, my, my, we didn't my, have my curl. hair. All I ever had to do was put water on it, and it would just curl up naturally. And you know, kind of like what I do today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I do. <laughs> Wet it, so, forget it. But y'all wasn't y'all wasn't rocking like the John Travolta, like. No, not, not, not I. You know, you know, you know, like like the, the Eric Estrada shit. He wasn't doing that shit, right? The Eric Estrada, remember that shit? No, Afros. Yeah, because you wanted to look, you wanted to look more, you wanted to look more black, right? I went from what you told the D to this. The Afro Sheen blowout kit, baby. Yeah. What did y'all think about what what was y'all oh what what do y'all think about hip hop fashion back then? Like the type of shit y'all thought you had to wear to be artists and shit like that. Well, to me, um when we when we transitioned into like wearing the leather with you know spikes and furs and all that, um, that was as a result of us going on tour with like superstar groups like Rick James and the Commodores when Lionel Richie was still down with them and uh, 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 Zap, uh, Roger Troutman, all of them. Mm-hmm. And so they were into entertaining the audience. They were into theatrics. And so when they went on stage, oh, and Cameo, and, and, and you know, and so when they went on stage, um, they wore costumes, you know what I mean? Because it was like it was like going to the theater, and so you would and and uh, like Parliament Funkadelic, you know, mm-hmm. like you know they had right. a spaceship and you know and they could come out with a with a diaper on. It was a whole visual spectacle. It wasn't mm-hmm. just it wasn't just and and no. This isn't a slight to to the artists of today who who don't actually like who don't have who don't have choreographed dance steps who don't use theatrics who don't you know different strokes for different folks and you know the audiences of today are entertained by much less than the audiences of of our generation. So I'll see. Did all of y'all have to do dance steps? Did you do dance steps with Whip and Ruby D? Yeah, we have routines yeah. like that. Y'all had routines yeah. and shit like that, right? It wasn't just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of times, again, I'm, I'm young, so I'm just getting the tapes and all of that, and I have to imagine shit. I'm like, a lot of this shit is like, I'm imagining what's going on in my mind. First of all, 
I used to think that niggas was in like Madison Square Garden or some shit like that. At first. <laughs> like when they say ho, I'm thinking that y'all is in like arenas and shit like that. I'm not knowing that y'all is in the PAL and the fucking rec room and all this other shit. Like right. T you know, all these fucking I, I just thought it was much bigger. Like I thought hip hop was like almost how it is now. Like I just assumed that it was that big. So anyway, I'm listening to this shit and I could tell by the crowd reaction like, well, they must be doing like a dance step or some shit right here. Like, cause the girls is like, you know what I mean? Ah, right here, like, you know what I mean? Like, these niggas must be doing a step. I don't know what it is, but they, they gotta be doing a little dance or some shit on this little break right here. Shit. And, and that was common amongst groups back then, huh? Um, um, I really can't speak for too many groups. I know we did it because I'm, I know Furious did it. The Funky well, Four, the Funky Four did it. A Funky Four. You know what I mean? Um, um, when we battled the Furious Four at the PAL, they did it. Um, and definitely the, the the Fantastic did it. The Cold Crush did it. You know, so yeah. That, what that about was Force thing. MCs? Did they do Force MCs? Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is all, man. This no, is I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm really no, no. But, but look, look, Jamal, can you hear me? Yes. Was that Van? Van, there's still this. You're you're still getting feedback. There's yeah, some, yeah. I hear some other shit too. Yeah. There, there's something in uh something else. Uh, some other kind of audio picking up that's creating feedback. Yeah, it would be good if you had headphones, if you could just, because I think we're hearing your speakers back. Right. I, I just want to say, man, I, I'm sorry that uh, uh, I had that exchange with Theodore because that wasn't my intention. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to discredit him in any stretch of the imagination. I was just trying to say that he got the mechanics of scratching from watching and listening to flash doing the backspin that's all i wasn't i wasn't saying i wasn't saying that he didn't he's not the innovator of scratching i, I didn't i wasn't saying that so you know but but just the very mention of of his name i'm okay can uh, you hear me by, now by you can yes Hello. You know, I'm, 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 I'm apologizing to you, uh, Lord Jamar, because that wasn't the exchange that I, I had hoped that we would have on your, you know, on your platform, bro. Hello. Oh, you bring oh yeah. Can I say this? Yes. Hello? Yes. Raheem. Yep. My brother, I appreciate you saying what you're saying right now because I sat here in awe the last 15 minutes. Even Theodore called me. And the thing is, we rarely get to be on big platforms. Right. And Lord Jamal gave us a platform tonight to talk about Hispanics right. and hip hop. Right. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And what you said, I heard that story too. Right. Okay. 
But right. for him to do that, I'm not chastising him. We know certain things. We have a problem. We talk about it behind the scene. He he can have a platform to explain as well. But I'm not sure. trying to get. I'm not trying to get into all that. I just feel that. And what we're trying to accomplish tonight with the Hispanic and hip hop, there's going to be something that's going to pull this out to over, overlook or everything that we try to do tonight. Yeah, there's melon heads that's going to try to use that bullshit. But look at here. Bottom line is, you know, our music has brought together more people than pretty much any other genre of music. Yes, 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 yes. And just being a part of that, I appreciate everything. I, I you know, I, I like the fact that because it took me around the world so many I mean, times. I mean yeah. I, but but please, please, you know, think about this, entertain this for a second, if you will, everyone. So my my explanation about the mechanics of DJing, does that not make sense? Absolutely. So and and so, but at at any point in my in my presentation, did you hear me discredit Theodore? No. No. So discredit. Thank thank you. So I'm not really understanding why he's being, you know, so combative. I I didn't. I, I didn't discredit him. I said he did what he did, but I but I said further that he was influenced by Flash because again, he couldn't reach the turntable. So if you could if you can't even reach the turntables, <clears throat> how could you how could you hone your craft? Your brother his brother wouldn't allow him to touch the turntables. So Thank Flash you, Pat BX. You know, I, I you know, but you know, he he wants me to keep his name out of his mouth, out my mouth, and um, you know. Well, we're um, all two historical of figures. I mean, everybody's gonna talk about us at one point or another in this hip hop game. Uh, K. Pat B. X. said, "I used to study you guys when y'all rock at two thousand Valentine Avenue. I copped the mixtapes from Richard T's. That's right, on Arthur Ave. I was too, I was too young for the clubs." Thank wow. you. Yeah. K Pat BX. That's right. That's right. Yep. Thank you, Pat. And fellas, Jamal, and to all the MCs right here, the three. The three oh. MCs. Word. Gonna change it to some spick hop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ruben. <laughs> Well, that's what a lot of people are not going to let happen. <laughs> that's what a lot of people are here to say, uh-uh, we're, we're gonna, this is black music. And yes, Puerto Ricans was down with the shit very early on. But this is definitely some shit that we came up with. And, yeah. and, 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 and I don't blame folks for feeling that way because, I mean, look at every genre of music they, they took from the black folk. So, like I said, I watched that Elvis that Elvis uh, movie, and it explained a lot, but it, it it didn't say anything that we didn't already know. Right. 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 I mean, 
I come from that generation where I can't say, oh, I, and like, I hate when people say this to me too. They like, oh, yo, Lord Jamar, you're one of the pioneers of hip hop. Like, no, I'm not. Like, do you not even know about hip hop? Like, like, I'm not from that era. Like, like, but they think my era is like super old school. Like, and now you got people that think like Biggie Smalls is old school. Like, <laughs> well, Okay, let me let me put that, that in perspective. Crazy. Yeah. The, the reason why people think Biggie Smalls is old school is because you know we're we're talking about 25 plus years almost after after Biggie. So the people who grew up on Biggie, they grown now. That's what they, they got started. they got responsibilities, they paying bills and shit. You know what I mean? It's crazy to um, even think that it was that long. Right. It is. It is. It is. It is crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Like gentlemen, that being said, Prince Whipper has to bounce. That's a good Oh yo, man. Yeah. <laughs> we I appreciate y'all for coming through, man. Uh, um we definitely took this conversation where you know I think a lot of people got <laughs> the information that they need yes. to hopefully, you know. We're not we're not trying to exclude anybody. But we're just trying you know, to let me let me tell you there's a contingency of it's a contingency of people that keep the same story going and it's for a reason. It's because they're working. They keep working. And and the story that they're telling, it's keeping them working. I'm not working because I'm not telling the same story. Hey, somebody wants to know is toasting a cultural appropriation. Uh, no, like, what do you is toasting a culture? I don't believe that Jamaicans created toasting. Did they? Toasting, let's look up. The, like, I think toasting is oh, that's they damn sure created crazy ass dancing. <laughs> Oh, that that daggering! That I, daggering I, is crazy. I, I don't see, I don't see motherfuckers fall over tables, off of stages. Yeah, that's oh, that's, the new, off that's, of, the, yeah. that's the new generation of Jamaicans. Yeah, now that's some other that's shit, right? Yeah. Jumping off of ladders and shit yeah, like that's that. Daggering. Rooftops yeah. on the motherfuckers' <laughs> meat sacks. Nah, that shit bro. is crazy. I ain't mad um, at him. Yo, yo, whip. How's your son, man? How how old beautiful. Is your son, man? They, both of them are beautiful, I, man. Still, still ripping and running. That's what's up. Yep, yep. Chip off the old prick there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I believe what people are calling toasting is something that, again, we were already doing over here. Like, See, we got a lot of similarities as melanated people. That doesn't mean that we're necessarily stealing from each other. We just, again, there's certain similarities that you're going to find amongst melanated people that have never even communicated with each other like they still baffled how or how was the you know the mayan shit so similar to the egyptian shit and they never we don't have records of them talking and all of that type of shit it's 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 like the same type of shit yes 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 so toasting i mean we've been doing versions of what you would call toasting here in America for a very long time. 
True. So we're not going to say that. Let's give it to that was somehow cultural appropriation. You go right back to to reggae and all of that type of shit. That was influenced by American music, Western music. They used to love country western in fucking um, Jamaica. That was their shit. And every dub plate back in the early 80s used to be a remake of a fucking R&B song here from America. Yep, that's very true. They wasn't making no original yeah. music. That's they was right. making all, just putting it to a reggae beat and singing a, a fucking American R&B song. Very true. On all the dub plates. Dead ass. So who's really... Um, <laughs> influencing who? Knock it off. Like we know, style wise, we done we done affected the whole world. Everybody wants to dress like the black man of America. These new African artists and shit like that, they never was dressing like that. Knock <laughs> it off. <laughs> you know how they was dressing. Right. We influenced the whole world, bro. We influenced yep. the whole world. So give us our props. And stop trying to I mean credit. You know what I mean? Just because we so welcoming and we let everybody participate in our shit. Right. But it's like we got to understand that this is still our shit. Yeah, I mean. And if you're with us, then you with us. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we can't have it both ways. Like, like I feel like Puerto Ricans, I was taught that Puerto Ricans are, are melanated people. Like, you know what I mean? And the gods and earths there's there's plenty of power rule brothers, you know right. what I mean? That say that the black man is God, and they see right. themselves as that, as the black man. Right. So we got to stop even all this dissension of acting like, you know, we two different. That we all different. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Unless unless some of us believe that we're not black, and well, that and well, that's a whole okay. other. Well, so internal struggle within that culture that needs to be dealt with. You well, see there's, there's a certain there's a certain percentage of Latins who are Spaniards. Or yeah, they, I think that they're Spaniards or, because they or, speak or identify or identify as Span, Span Spaniards because they speak Spanish, right? And identify more with being Spaniard than with being Black because of the language. And mm. I think that that. I think that that misconception uh, plays a large role in people's uh, in in the divide between black and and uh, and Latinos. Uh, I think the language barrier plays a, a very significant role. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. um. if you don't speak the language, because look, they treat person who speaks Spanish completely different than a regular Cocolo. You're not a you 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 know you're not you're not like uh, uh, derogatory when you speak you know when you speak the language because you understand maybe maybe because you understand so they can't talk about you in a language that you don't understand. True indeed. Yep. Entendite, Ruben. No. 
<laughs> you don't understand. Listen, we got it from we got it from a little bit everywhere. If you go too far, if you if you walk your ass up uh, 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 to Fordham Road from my block from Lambert Houses and walk your ass through Little Italy if you want to back in the seventies. That's what Shit. I was saying earlier. Yo, yeah. we, when we was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, we got inducted. Damn, I forgot the name of the group, but the actor Danny Ayala uh, was friends with one of the, one of the members of that group, and he got on stage with them and he talked about how it was in the '70s growing up in the Bronx and how certain groups of people couldn't walk through Little Italy, <laughs> and he wasn't lying. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> and certain groups of people couldn't necessarily function within. You know what people are calling FBA culture mm. without acting like they was FBA. Like you wasn't just blatantly acting like you was Jamaican oh, in no, no, no. pop culture. You no, wasn't no. just blatantly, like you said, um, as Puerto Ricans, y'all was y'all was acting more black. Yes. I find me, I I call it being fly as fuck, but uh, <laughs> but you, you're right, but you, but but that translates into yeah. black culture. You know what? But if you but if you look at if you know Whip, like like you know knowing Whip mm -hmm. before I knew that he was Puerto Rican, I thought, I thought he was, he was a light skinned black dude. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I had no I had no idea back in the Puerto back Rican, back with the Stone in, crew. Right when we was hanging out. In Truman yeah. High School, yeah. when when we was the Stay Stone crew, I had no idea Whip of Whip was Puerto Rican. No idea. Yeah, but now I think I remember Ruby D definitely was like. I knew I knew yeah. Ruby D was. Yeah, Puerto you know yeah. he Puerto Rican. Yeah. 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 yeah, he had the hair and the, yeah. I think I remember the curls and all that. Right. And we had many arguments on the throw. We had many arguments in the group all the time because I would dress. Puerto Rican is what they called it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. And, and, what, and what was that? What was you wearing that they would call Puerto Rican and they didn't well, like it? Man? Like, that mess I've shirt. never been into sneakers too tough. And, uh, and geez, I like slacks. I like button-down shirts and stuff like that. You know, and y'all didn't care if they matched or nothing, right? You, you just, as long as the slacks are button-down. <laughs> they better match. <laughs> Yo, you, know, you, know, you know y'all wasn't matching this shit, yo. <laughs> Jamaicans used to do that too. A lot of people from outside of America, like we used to look at y'all like, damn, they dressing crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like they have high waters and just not That's matching and all kind of crazy shit. Like, fuck Central America. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Church shoes and shit like that. It wasn't flying. You know what I mean, we uh, had Playboys and British Walkers and all this fly shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know, the funny thing is the way that uh, Run DMC and them dressed uh, with the leathers and the fedoras and all that. Um, that was how we dressed on the streets of the Bronx. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like that that was how we dressed. <laughs> and and you know, but we didn't dress like that really on stage. We dressed like that in the street. Right. Um and who would have known that that was actually a great fucking 
stage costume. Yes, right. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. It exactly. worked for the times because right. actually right. that's what the streets wanted. Like, like I remember, you know, because it was just a different sensibility at the time. So right. I remember looking at y'all, you know. I mean, there was one point where I guess leather suits <laughs> were I, I were kind of fly, but right. just not too tight. But like I just remember like the first time I, I was at Roseland feel like I was about 14 years old and I'm seeing um, Soul Sonic Force for the first time and keep in mind I've only been listening to tapes beyond before this right. so I got my own vision of what I think it's going to be and then they came out there with those costumes on and shit and I was just like <laughs> what the fuck is this like 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 I was like this ain't it like like but at the same time, you know, it was hip hop and I'm happy to be there. And, and, you know, there was a lot of hip hop that was going on that I didn't fully agree with. But I was like, you know, it's better than nothing. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm going to just accept this shit right now. Like, I didn't understand why they didn't use the real records. Why was they playing the shit over and all that with all them Sugar Hill records? Now yeah. I understand why, but I didn't understand back then, like. Why they just couldn't cut up the real record how they did on the tapes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but again, I'll take it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? It's hip hop. And I'll take it. But yeah, the 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 whole I mean, it's just very obvious what this is, man. Like, like and people could have been from somewhere culturally. I guess we all from got a little bit of somewhere from, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we microphone rocking crowd. Some New York shit. Some New York shit. That some black dudes in New York synthesized <clears throat> alongside, you know what I mean? Some oh, Puerto yeah. Ricans early on. Right. A few Puerto Ricans that was rocking with us early on. And then more came as as time went on. But the initial ground zero, where the where the where the planes hit the towers and all that <laughs> was black people. Right. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like well, unless we're ashamed that we're from a culture that was started by black people. Well, you know what I mean? Well, Puerto Ricans are black people. So, right. So, yeah, yes, yeah. So it's all black people. Yep. We got to stop letting people separate us. That's what it is. Through and DXT wants to get into this too, how it's about the social constructs yes. of how people... He was like, really? What is Puerto Ricans? Like, what right. is what is a Puerto Rican? What right. is a Jamaican? Like, we you know what I mean? People. We melanated people right. who were That's it. colonized by different factions right. who called you this and called you that, and now you feel some sort of national pride associated exactly. with this moniker that you've been given but really, that's not a race. No, it's not. 
not. It's not a race. You we, know what I mean? We allow them to continuously divide us through geographical landmass. And so if you're black language, but then, you know, but then you have, you know, people that are talking about foundational black Americans where, you know, people that were here since slavery, you know, that this is basically, this is our, this is our mojo. You know what I mean? And if, if that's the case, that's, that's just what it is. Like, like it didn't synthesize anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's just the facts. Like, like, and if it was honestly, if it was some sort of 50%, like, like my brother, Joe, who I love, but if it was 50%, you would have heard more Spanish language. Right. Just the language itself would have permeated into hip hop. Right. We would have been cutting up Spanish breaks and shit like that. Like we would have been cutting up Jamaican breaks. There would have been more Jamaican language. You know what ended up permeate, permeating into hip hop? 5% language. Fast. Language from the gods and earths. Yep. I mean, because we was there. What they call in the b boy stance is the gods in the truth of square. Let's keep it a, a thou wow. And again, that's a foundational Black American <laughs> organization. If we keep it real. Um. So yeah. We're not here to shit on nobody. We know who was there. We know who participated early, but we're just talking about the creators. And we created something that is so beautiful that everybody now across the world, it's become one of the most unifying, you know what I mean? It, uh, first of all, initially on its inception, it helped to unify original melanated people and those who thought they were other than that whatever may you know whatever geographical uh, place they may be from um damn this is me right now <laughs> um tell him to hit me back um so yeah and then it and then it spread and now you know it's so universal that everybody feels like it's theirs, you know? And I'm the one that, you know, a few years back was saying that white people were guests in the house of hip hop. Now we agree that there was no white people at these jams at all, correct? Oh yeah. Definitely not. We're <laughs> no down to the grill and shit like that. At all. Right. Um <laughs> in the first in the first 10 and, years and no and, and I, I mean not just being there being there participating anything like that there was no white djs there was no white mcs no there was no white attendees no the only thing um, you had can you hear me yes yeah yeah i mean it was great when charlie ahern was coming up and and, and came with the culture movie wild style Right, that um, was the early that was the early eighties. Right, right. right. We had about already the 80s. established 
It was already right. a thing by that time. Like, yeah, right. I'm just talking about from what they doing in the 80s because they wasn't coming around early 70s to the jams. No. I mean, um, when, yeah. the, when the Blondie come up, Ra, was it 81 or 80 to the right. PAL with Fat Five Freddy? 1980, she came to the PAL in 1981. Right. She released Rapture. Mm -hmm. and then, no, 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 1980, she released Rapture. I'm sorry. Right. And then you had then you had Harvey Chapin that did Star Wars. So he was basically running around with the graffiti artists and a lot of that, you know. But as yeah. far as the input, no. Nah. No. Yeah. We're yeah. just keeping it, we're just keeping the keeping it clear. Keeping it clean. Um, Lest they was in blackface. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, hey, yo, hip hop was competing against uh, John Travolta's Saturday Night Fever, y'all. Come on, man. That's what hmm. they was doing. Right. Now They had Dan and Terrio and all of that type now, of shit. That's what dance they was doing. Now, now, Remember Dance Fever? We, 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 yeah, yeah, facts. Oh, yeah. We, um, Flash and all and, and, and DST and Rock and Rob. Uh, at some point, uh, I remember they cut up um, the break that was on um, uh, Greece. Remember, uh, there was a break on, on the on the dun, 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 exactly. Yep, yep, yep. We took a break, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Hey, 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 yo, Rob, I'm glad you say rock and roll because a lot of people don't give rock and roll a lot of credit, man. Uh, yo, he's one of my favorite DJs from from Madison, all time. Yeah, one of my favorite projects in the house. One of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, very, very humble brother. Uh, but he 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 was nasty back then, and um, he didn't he doesn't get the recognition I think that he should. I mean. He didn't have a he didn't have a, a, a crew of MCs to yeah, help, to help him you right. know uh, uh, elevate his his stature as a as a DJ but um, you know as far as his recognition goes but uh, he he was definitely one of the, one of the cats. Yep. So just real quick before we get ready to wrap it up i just want to get a total consensus real quick so we can be clear it was not 50 50 correct no, everybody no you're correct. No, no you're correct we no. love you joe no we that, love you, joe. that percentage was wrong no um okay and and when we talk about these percentages we're talking about participation right mm -hmm. yo yo We've established parentage. Lord, Lord, email, email me your math, God. Absolutely, I got you. Um. Well, man, this, 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 this. I think. And we, you too, whipping Ruby. I'm, oh, I'm for, sure, sure. For, okay, for sure. All right, I will. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything they want to add, Ruby D? I'll start with you. Anything you want to add to the conversation before? Man, we good. I do want to say about 50%, unless they count myself and Whip for Whip being the 50%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 
And oh, you, know, you got crazy legs break dancing at these parties, right? When does crazy yeah. crazy legs come around? That was later. That, that was later. Way later. That was later. Huh? That was later. Right. That was later. Right. Yeah. Because he's very adamant about even though he came later, he's very adamant about what was what and who was who and this and that and ask this one and here's more proof of this and that and it's like i love you uh crazy legs but you're bugging like relax like relax why is this so important to you and and again if we're all one i think that i think that you know with, with all due respect to to all of our legendary brothers who uh who hate me <laughs> it's okay. You, um, you're gonna it's, live. It's, it's okay. I am gonna live, mm-hmm. and and I have no hatred towards you. And I just want to say that, with all due respect, you know, we we have to we have to come clean. We have to correct these mistruths because, you know, we ain't gonna be here forever. And then after we're gone you know, somebody else other than the people who were there are going to be telling our story. So we need to document it accurately first. And, you know, and, and you know, we, we are. And so saying that you were influenced by somebody who, you know, who is your peer, uh, who you could possibly uh, have been a rival with at one point in time, or maybe you still have some what of a rivalry rivalry with. It's you know it it means nothing in the bigger scope of things. This is our culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kra New York City said shout out to the two legends right. who were in hip hop first movie Whip a Whip and Ruby D. Thank you, Kra New York City. Thank you. Uh, Pele Manu, Manuel as well. Thank you for your donation. Um, whip a whip. Big hop. Anything you'd like to add on? Yo, just hit me on the, if y'all want to know how to get to a brother's at Prince Whip a Whip. Uh, you know, hashtag Whip a Whip Prince Whip a Whip. I just yeah. like to say, hey, I learned a few things today myself. I learned a lot of things, and I just like the fact that we reaching out. We, we, you know, we can still build. We can still build. You know, uh, just take this energy and keep this positive energy going, and let's continue to do what we do. I mean, shit, ain't nobody getting no younger. That's your guy right there. Yep, that's it. Yep. All right. Getting any younger? We're here, and we're here to to just share what we love with the people. And anybody got anything to say about it? Yo, hit me up. Yeah, we just trying to keep it, you know, actual and factual. And some people say, oh, you're being divisive and all this. Listen, I'm just dividing truth from falsehood. You see what I'm saying? And if that's being divisive, then yes, I am being divisive in that manner. When I'm when you build on the positive, you destroy the negative. Yes. When I build on the truth, it's a symbiotic process. When I build on the truth, I automatically am destroying a lie. I'm a destroying lie. certain myths that no, it's, like, it's like it's like Raheem says, this shit is going in the museum. Right. You right. Know, it got to be told correctly. And there's more than one museum, keep in mind. 
Right. Yes. You got your boy Dave Mills down in DC making a, a museum down there. Yes. Then you got uh our brother Rocky Buchanan in the Bronx. You're you the know, this seems like the official official museum, but that's what I'm saying. There's more than one museum right now. Yes. And so now it's yes. going to see who lasts the test of time and all that, and what story are they going to have in there? Are, is really it an emotional story based on um, how much money they were given by certain people who want something to be said a certain way? Or right. is it going to be based on the actual factual um, testimony of people like yourselves who were actually there Okay, to tell you, motherfuckers, because I had some fucking jerk off DJ fucking. I'm not going to make this motherfucker famous. I know he wish I would say his name. No, he wish I'd say his name. I'm not saying your name, bozo. Um, But this guy was just trying to tag me and everything and acting like I was being so divisive. Then you got another guy who's a, a DJ on Shady. Hey, yo, he, was, hey, he was tagging me. He was tagging me too. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and oh, it's all Lord Jamar's fault. He's the first one to talk about uh guests and hip hop and all this type of shit. Now nah, I'm letting y'all mother. I've been letting y'all motherfuckers know that this was black music, and when y'all tried to crown a white people as the king, I said, "How can that be when black people we're the only ones that can crown somebody in this shit?" Right. Just like we're the only ones that could, could actually bring somebody in. Right. Y'all could yep. tell the truth, Ruby D and Whippa Whip. Could y'all have just autonomously, without some brothers bringing y'all in and co-signing for y'all, just could y'all have just got down and just walked in and just started rhyming at the party? Went through the ropes and all I, that type I don't of shit. That happening unless you one bad motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Black motherfuckers wasn't even doing that shit. So right. without the without the cosign of you know what I mean, original people, it wasn't even going down. We've been through the trenches. Was, we had to prove ourselves. This right. was the. This was the. This was the. Over. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Whip. No, no, no. I'm just saying. We went through the trenches. We had to let we had to prove ourselves. And when you say no, prove hey, yourself, how did you have to prove yourself? What do you mean? You by have that? to represent and rock. If, if you yeah. can't rock a crowd, then you're done. Mm. You're done. And you gotta be up to par. And uh, rock a, a crowd, crowd meaning a black a crowd. crowd. A black crowd, the same crowd that could be at the Apollo Theater on Wednesday night. That is up in that motherfucking party. That crowd. Look, every time, every time. <laughs> that we didn't keep the crowd entertained, something happened. Somebody got, somebody got stuck yeah. on got shot. That's what happened when they weren't being entertained. When they were being entertained, it was lit completely. Mm. Like this. Right. Yep. Right. But then every, every you know, every now, uh, oh, and, and the motto, the going, the going motto from every crew was, Stay from behind the ropes. Yep. You feel me? So if you wasn't down with that crew, you couldn't you couldn't go behind their ropes. Correct. But you knew how much juice you had if when you showed up to whatever crew's party, you could go behind their ropes. Yeah. You Thank knew you, you Black had, Engine. You knew you had the card. <laughs> right. Thank you, yeah. Black Engine. He said, "Why we keep bringing up Latinos?" We're talking about P 
PR to be specific. That umbrella word is too inclusive of other groups who weren't there. Yeah, I agree, True. Black Engine. You're right. Yes, sir. Because I, I don't know no other groups. But like we said, it's possible that there were some Dominicans there that wow. wasn't waving no Dominican flag or whatever, right. blending right. in as Black people. But, you know, from what we know, you know, the only... Uh, it was Puerto Ricans. Yes, it was not Latinos. So I, you know, I don't know why we keep saying, but then again, <laughs> that goes back to uh, what we were saying earlier about these labels and all of this type of shit. Yo, the similar like babies ain't gonna let it go. <laughs> uh, let me see. Who's this? We're going to just answer a few questions before we get out of here, I guess, or address these. Wraith7, thank you for your donation. He said, a lot of Puerto Ricans and Latinos in general are starting to realize they are Black and are now embracing their Black heritage. True. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's that's good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and so, yeah. Got to realize them drums came from one place. I just found and out why you love those drums. True indeed. You know what I mean? I just found out the woman I was married to for 15 years is Puerto Rican, half half black and Puerto Rican. Wow. See my she, drum? She didn't know who her dad was. She, she just found out who her dad was recently, and her dad is Puerto Rican. Oh wow. Puerto Rican. When the my, my niece and nephew is half Puerto Rican. Shout out to them. And you know, that term Puerto Rican, we use it out here in the States because in Puerto Rico, we're Boricuas. We're not Puerto Ricans. Got you. Okay. You know, right. and, they, and they frown upon Ruby D and Whipple Whip. Oh, because oh, y'all, y'all not y'all not from why for Rico. y'all not from there? Exactly. Is that it? Right. So see, the same way the Jamaicans look at Jamaicans that are born here and not born over there, they feel like you're not real Jamaican. Right. So they feel like you're not real Puerto Rican. Is that it? I was born in Puerto Rico. You know? oh, okay. I went I lived in Puerto Rico, went to school in Puerto Rico for a couple of I'm years. Born, I'm raised there, there, you know. You know, like I Luisa, Gautier Benitez. Mm-hmm. I don't use no passport when I go on vacation. I go to Puerto Rico. Yeah, you always in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Damn well, thank you. Said a uh, great point, Lord Jamar. That's the difference between acting and being the producer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You hit it. Yeah. I mean, you hit it. That's that's real. Yeah. But again, we're all happy to be in the movie, right? Yes, sir. We're all happy. Yeah, absolutely. Academy Award. We're all happy to get whatever royalties come from that without having to say that we own the movie. Yep. Listen. If I told you you had 3% of um, Apple computers. I'll take that. You'll take that, right? <laughs> You'll take one percent all day, every day. <laughs> right? In so now think about hip hop. One of the biggest, um, one of the biggest, you know, money making uh musics of all time, really. Um, yes, 
you know. And if we were to say, all right, here's, you know, 3%, 5%, whatever the, you know what I mean? Whatever percentage we say, okay, if we if you want to break down percentage-wise, like <laughs> of what it was in the beginning, I don't know what it would be, but, you know, we, we know that it's not 5%, but let's just say I said 3%. And we're thinking hip hop is just as big as a fucking apple. You see what I'm saying? Right. Why would anybody be mad at that? Right. Because it sounds small. Look. It sounds small. Oh, well, we only had 3%. And the black, you know, the Americans had, you know, the rest. Like, but 3% of something super fucking major. Like, like. Look. Put it in hip perspective. Hip-hop produced three black billionaires. Mm. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> you know That's how many crazy. black billionaires there are in the country? Hip-hop produced three of them. Let me ask you, when you think of, when you think of Jamaican music, do you think of hip-hop? No. When you think of Spanish music, do you think of hip hop? No. No. But when you think of black music, do you think of hip hop? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck are we talking about here? Let's stop playing these games, people. Okay. Games. Egghead. Well, I stopped him from tagging me because you know why? Certain people feel important when they think they having a beef with you. And see, that's another thing you got to watch. You know what I mean? Right. If right. they think that they're so having some sort of um, intellectual sparring session with you or, or, you know, that they can go tell their friends, yo, I'm in beef with Lord Jamar. You know, me and him are having beef right now on, on, on Instagram. Like, get the fuck out of here. That makes you feel like you're somebody special in the world. I'm not even going to allow you to feel special like that anymore, sir. So I sent his ass to the block party. <laughs> you want to take it back to the old school? Let's yeah. take it to the block party. <laughs> he's, not, he's in the block party right now. He's got his he got his uh his turntables hooked up to some to a light pole right as we speak <laughs> in, the, in, in the cyber world somewhere. <laughs> Oh man, this was a great conversation, y'all. Yeah. Yes. So, yo. Any 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 last words you'd like to add on to what we're talking about here? Yeah, I like to say I like to appreciate these three MCs who are still alive. Thank you, sir. And, mm -hmm. and I want these you, universities, these uh, Smithsonian's, and all these people. Please come to these guys. They are alive. That was there. 1973 to 83 is the most important years in this culture. If you didn't witness it, you have to take a seat in the audience. I don't care how big your name is in the biggest in hip hop. Because you got a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer here. You got the first two Hispanic MCs. And this conversation of them telling you what it is should be. Okay, well, they telling us, and they and some people still don't want to believe it. 
Yeah. And it's sad that 49 there you go, you go, there, there you go. Right. pull out the hardware on them. That's right. Break out the hardware. Pull out the hardware on them. Listen, we have this conversation 49 years later. That's all I have to say. Oh, they're still gonna somehow they're gonna be like Lord Jamar led this conversation down a certain road. Because I read a post of yours today coming home when you went on earlier that Ruby D was an MC in 1970 and Whip and Whip was an MC in 73. Oh, so I respond <laughs> yeah. to the person. I'm like, how oh, when they oh, was I, born I, I, in 1972? <laughs> right. Little baby. 1970. I was a, I was ten years old. Little bow wow. So they worse than the MAGA audience. They worse than the MAGA crowd. They out there. They can't let it go. Well, and and it's because you want to move the timeline. You want to move it to where you want it to be. Like like. But but it's some of us doing it. It's even some of us doing it. All right. And why he know exactly what I'm talking. And why he know exactly what I'm talking about. He and him and I know we know who's doing it. We ain't gonna call him out, but we know who's doing no, it. No, no, and and it's because it's millions and millions of dollars that are being, you know, funneled into our culture now. You know, as a result of these institutions, institutions of higher learning, museums, and such, they're putting millions of dollars. States are putting millions of dollars into educational funding to facilitate learning about our culture and because there's a contingency of us who are continuously uh uh involved and 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 actively part of that circle um i think that they feel as though people like whip a whip ruby d and myself should continue to be excluded because Maybe our stories don't jive with theirs. Maybe. Thank you, Fresh Soul Music. Yeah. He said, please check out John Leguizamo's Latin American History for Morons. He goes in on what still isn't part of the history book. Salute. Yeah, Thank you, Fresh that. Soul Music. Nah, that's my man, yo. <laughs> oh, but one more thing I just want to say uh, before we go, because uh, I know our time is running out. Um, if you want to contact me, uh, interviews, bookings, whatever, Raheem Music, R-A-H-I-E-M, music at gmail.com. Hang on a second. That's, uh, R, uh, say spelling, I'm sorry, R-A-H. I'm the R-A-H and the I-E-M. I-E-M. If you tell me when. Raheem Music, you said? Yes, Raheem Music at gmail.com. And since we're giving out emails, Prince mm -hmm. Ripper One at yahoo.com. Thank you, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, shoot me your math and shoot me your mathematics. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All, all of you. Raheem Music. I oh, got hello. yo, yo, Silk. I'm gonna call you after this, bro. All right. And my YouTube channel is not in my house with Van Silk. Not in my house. Not in my house. <laughs> with Van Silk. <laughs> I like that. I need some more subscribers. I got to catch up. No, not at Gmail, at Yahoo. Oh, my bad. My bad. Hold up. 
I do have a Gmail. I got a whip a whip a Gmail, but I don't use that yet. I don't ever use Gmail is like the automatic. Just That's the way to go. Mean that shit. <laughs> All right, let's, let's fix it up. Yes. There we go. There you go. And let the world know. Ruby D, you got any <clears throat> email or IG you want? You want? Yeah, to I got Ruby D seven one five two at Gmail. Ruby D. Are you B I E? Are you B I Ruby D seven one five two? You said. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, uh, God, call. Hey, Clip, you're the, the D, are you the Ruby D is D E E D E E? Okay, are you B I E D a double E? I make you hate high fidelity. Ruby D seven five, what seven one five two seven one five two. Seven one five two at Gmail. Yes, sir. There it is. Bam. Gotcha. Man, we've been on here like three and a half hours. We still got like a thousand people in the room. Um bananas. And, and my <laughs> YouTube is not in my house with Van Silk. Not in my house. Not in my okay. Not in my house. Not yeah, not in my house with Van Silk. That's my YouTube channel. Yeah, Ruben, man, we're gonna start a new group, Spick and Span. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brother said I'm on drugs. <laughs> if I was on drugs, the first shit I saw. Look, <laughs> we were all yeah. on drugs at one right, point. Right, right. He, 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 he must be talking about in the 80s or some shit. Like, <laughs> Thank wow. you, G Grandson. I appreciate you. Yeah, I miss all them days, man. <laughs> the day of the trade bag. Yo. <laughs> the trade bag, the Manila... The Manila envelope. One of my favorite spots was the Duck Down. There you go. Rock City. <laughs> Word. That was my that was like the hooky spot. Yep. Niggas be up in there at like fucking 10, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. The Thank you, Anthony packed. Atkinson. He and said I'm never in the history, bro. It was, it was all <laughs> L brothers. memories. Keep up it was the good. All work. L brothers. At the, wow. at, at I remember many times. The one who rocks it well. Taking all the fly girls to, to the, the motel. motel. Just the way these, the L, the L. That shit used to just sound so fly. Like, Flash. yo, super rapping. Hang on while I got you here, real quick. Super rapping, man. Yeah. Like, especially the original version. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I used to fucking love that fucking song so much, man. Like we did that shit in one take, one take, bro. Are you serious? We did that joint in one take, bro. One take. Wow. Now, here's something that I just, as a grown ass man, I'm talking maybe a few months ago, 
just discovered what y'all was saying and what the fuck it was. Right. Well, first of all, I want you to clear up exactly how y'all said this part, right? Um. So what's what's leading up to take the train and all of that? What's the first car y'all say? Oh, we talking about? Yeah, if my Mercedes break down, a dog my grill, or when I drive up in my new Seville, uh -huh. my Seville break down, I take it on back, and when I shock your mind in the new Cadillac, uh -huh. my Cadillac break down, I'm just too much. I want a dog my grill and the new stuck stuck. Stop, right stop right there! Stop right there! When I dog my grill in a new what? Stutz Bearcat. But you said Stutz Stutz? You didn't say yeah, Bearcat in the record. Right. I said a Stutz Stutz. You said yeah. a Stutz Stutz twice, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So, boom. Let's stop right there. Nigga, I ain't know what the fuck a Stutz was, bro. I Listen, I mean, of course we knew it was a car. Right. But that's not a car that I ever heard of, right. that I even had a frame of reference. I'm talking, I just was watching some shit like a couple of months ago, and your man um, with the long nose, um, the nigga that drive the car, uh, Jay Leno. Right. Jay Leno had this that. shit yep. with the cars, and he pulled up on the nigga Cedric the Entertainer, and that nigga had a stutz, and he was like, this yeah. used to be uh, Barry White's car. Facts. And when he said Stutz, I was like, Stutz? I said, that's what the fuck they talking about in Super <laughs> Rapping? Holy shit! Facts. Yo, it took me that long to actually wow, know what a Stutz is, because my favorite car back then was a 9.8. Right. Was, was, right. You know, the 9.8 was, was the oh, most gangster car to me back then. Like, right. Right, Tell right. them about the 9-8. If they don't fucking oh, know, that was the... But there was a few joints. It was a 9-8. was fly. Deuce and the Quarter was fly. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Park Avenue was fly. And these yeah, is, I mean, and, and I'm talking these is fly New York cars because in Cali it was something different. And Cali right, was right, into that other shit. Like, right, you know, right, six right. floors and all of that type of shit. We right. talking about fly New York cars. So go ahead. Mm -hmm. Lincoln Town car, mm. like the Mark, the Mark Four, the Mark mm. Five, mm -hmm. like certain caddies and shit like that. Yeah, those are the joints that OJ Car Service had. That that's dudes what they were in. That niggas wanted to be in. Yeah, facts. When you right. pulled up in those joints, you was definitely noticed. Look, I'll still facts. ride a Delta. Uh, What's that Delta eighty eight? I don't mind. <laughs> Delta eighty eight, right? Right, facts. Oh man. <laughs> Man, but yeah, super rapping, man. That's fucking. Hey, but do that, that. Yeah. Take the train. Take the train. And, and like y'all had breakdowns and man, that shit was just. That was oh, I love that. I mean, I used to play that shit frontwards and backwards a thousand I, I, times. I don't know if you. I don't know if you realize this. The last verse in super rapping that Melly Mel says is the verse that he says in the message. Okay. First of all, he said that rhyme at least three times. Let's keep it real. He don't say it just on the message. He no, also he says it on Super Rapping. Yeah. No, not, and not just on Super Rapping. He says it on another record too, God. He may, he may have. 
he may no, have. No, no, he definitely did. Before, I'm trying to remember which record it is. Um, but he definitely said it on at least three records. I was like, the God. <laughs> Yo, he don't give a fuck. He just like, he like, you know what, this shit. But what's crazy is it fits so crazy. Like it well, sounds it got on the, super rapping and it sounds perfect on the message. It got on the message because we were all being auditioned to be on. And um, when I went in the booth to, to, to be auditioned by Sylvia Robinson, Mel's verse, A Child Is Born, because it fit the song. So when I came out of the booth, she was like, oh, man, that was a great take, Raheem. We're going to keep that. I you said, no, like, that ain't my rhyme. Said, no, that's not my rhyme. I said, because it fit the song, and I don't know if Mel was going to say it. So she was like, oh, shit. Okay, Mel, go in the booth and do your rhyme. And so that's how Mel got on the song. Uh, yep. And at any point say, oh, well, I recorded this on record before. He didn't say that? Nah. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he did. And right. And, and what did she say? And so she she was like, "That's fine," because she had bought the masters from. Uh. uh Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, Enjoy. Right. Yeah. She mm -hmm. bought the masters from Bobby Robinson for like ten mm -hmm. G's. She bought our contract out for ten G's from Bobby Robinson, and um. So that's how she uh. And and we were supposed to actually get writers' royalties for the message. Because Mel used the verb is another composition, but somehow she finagled it in a way where Mel just got royalties for uh, the verse on the message and the rest of us didn't. Wow. Yep. And y'all was probably thinking, yo, she just paid $10,000 to get our stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that seemed like some crazy shit. Like, whoa. I mean, whoa. We 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 was invited to her her mansion. You know what I mean? Uh, she invited some some local Jersey girls to come get in the pool with us and all that. And um, mm. she gave us the contracts, and everybody in the group signed their contract right then and there on the spot, except me and Flash. I couldn't sign the contract for myself because I was too young. So I had to bring my contract to my mom and my mom took it to a lawyer and um, the lawyer told us not to sign. So mm. the whole time that we was making records, like the first few joints that we made, I wasn't under contract and she was threatening to kick me out the group the whole time. Mm. But when I turned 18 and I, I had to sign. Mm. And you ended up signing the contract that the that the lawyer said, said not we sign. shouldn't sign. Correct. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, this could go and on just, and on and on, man. This we shit is just we just got uh uh we're just settling out of court with Sylvia Robinson's last surviving um uh, son. Yeah, heir. Uh, Leland, we were just settling out of court with him. Uh, maybe about it's been a month now. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yep. Well, good fortune with that, man. Hopefully, well, you know, that all goes well. Man, I, I I thank everybody for joining us tonight, man. This was 
Yeah, this yeah, I gotta get ready. Yeah, I, I, I know it's y'all have been gracious I'm with your time. I appreciate y'all. Whip a whip is, is he's gone. He's he probably just laid down. Get up like, in the morning. Man, I got shit to do, man. I gotta go. <laughs> Yo, I appreciate y'all for coming through. I hope we have dispelled some myths. I hope we have clarified and made some understanding up understood up in this bitch. Um yeah. To all you suckers that was talking shit. Oh well. <laughs> Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Um yeah. <laughs> and uh that's how we're gonna do it. Um so yeah, I appreciate y'all for coming through. Ruby D, Raheem, Silk, thank, thank you. Man, Silk was the goddamn quarterback of this whole thing. He put this yeah. whole thing together, put me in contact with brothers. I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, and Whip a Whip, you know, we, I'm going to just assume he's knocked out somewhere. Uh, and we love him as well. Uh, so appreciate you, brothers. And um, Thank you all. Thank you for having me on, bro. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna send you Gentlemen, my, I'm gonna send you it was my, a pleasure. my email. Yes, sir. Peace, Ruby D. It was a pleasure. Rock, Van Chill. Peace. Peace. I gotta get up at five in the morning, man. Yeah, <laughs> four thirty. All right, my brother. Thank you. All right. All right. All right, yo. All right, brothers. Peace. Peace. Man, thank you, bro. Yeah. Peace. All right. Lakeisha Niels, FBA is a political term. We are Aboriginal Americans. You're goddamn right we are. All right. Did we get to the bottom of that? Did we get it out of the horse's mouth? Was it established that black people are the creators of hip hop? And it was by no means 50%. Did we establish that? I think we did. So all of this shit that motherfuckers is talking, let them talk what they want to talk, but you have heard the real here today. Oh, peace, Dr. Maat. I see you. Um, yeah, you've heard it from people that were there. So now you can't, oh, Lord, your mind's talking shit. He was only four years old when, uh, 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 Cool Herc had his party. Shut the fuck up. These dudes was there. Okay. And the only Puerto Ricans that was down at the time was here right now to tell you that they was the only ones. So let's stop it with the bullshit. Start acting like I made some shit up. Okay? So now y'all click that like button before we get out of here. Um, black people know that you great. Original people, melanated people, I should say, know that you're great. We've created many things time and time again. 
And yes, we are not going to allow people to diminish our accomplishments. Thank you, that girl. She said, black men, stand up. Class is in session. You're damn right it is. Reggie Noble said, hip-hop came from the streets. Black folks' parents and plenty of blacks hated it as well, just like some Ricans did. Facts or false? Yeah, the parents, some of the parents might have hated it. And some uh, black people that weren't of the streets. But hip-hop came from the streets that black people lived on. <clears throat> and just because some of us hated uh, didn't fuck with hip-hop, so what? What are you trying to prove with this question, sir? Reggie Nobles? Because at the end of the day, it was the black children who made hip-hop popular. It was the aboriginal melanated children of the day who were playing their parents' records and gravitated to the breaks that existed in their parents' records collection. And the record collection that we're talking about might have came from the same parents who didn't like hip-hop. But what the fuck does that have to do with anything, sir? With all due respect, I thank you for your oh, donation. But your fucking question is a little annoying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that part. So I hope we've achieved some sort of satisfaction here. Wraith, you said, if the one drop of black blood rule was applied to Latinos, Puerto Ricans and Latinos in general would have embraced, would have embraced their black heritage 100 years ago. We wouldn't be as divided as black people. This is correct. This is correct. You know, why, why, why fight to be separate from us? We said black people started it. But now, but, but, but I guess that's not good enough because people are saying that, you know, melanated Americans started it. You see? And I guess that's the problem that certain people have, but that's the goddamn truth. Where some people did some people's moms, you know, <laughs> or pops come from somewhere and, and, you know, that doesn't mean that just because your parents are some from somewhere, that doesn't mean that that culture started something. Even if you were the one to start, you know what I mean? It happened here in America. Because of the the in the particular influences that existed here, that's why it couldn't happen nowhere else. So please, let's stop the nonsense. Yes, some of us have many different diverse backgrounds and all of that. Um, but we got to give credit where credit is due to the foundational melanated Americans 
who started this shit. Let's fucking give you a... Give y'all a round of applause, the ones that were actually there to start this shit. Let's give y'all a round of applause. Well, we done cracked that case. <laughs> On to the next. Um, I don't want to hear no more about this shit. Um yeah egghead you know how i know you on my dick because you still watching this right now <laughs> oh man that's funny uh but yeah so listen i appreciate everybody that came through if you hadn't make sure you click that like button um if you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do so. Hang on. Yeah, I'm just reading some of these joints. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so. Click the notification bell, click all, and we will have more joints coming for you. Uh, this is one of the longest I've done in a very long time. I appreciate y'all sticking around for it. I think it was productive. Um, you can't please everybody out here, but oh well. You know, I just got to keep it a thou wow. And we're going to get make sure this history is right. Like these brothers said, you know, they got museums out here and we're not just going to allow people to go with certain narratives um, just because they feel a certain way. You know, um, it's we, we deal with facts over feelings. And yeah, that's my motto. So. Thank you all. Um. And I'm seeing some of you, oh, Grandmaster Flavs was Caribbean from Barbados. Listen, he wasn't living like a, uh, somebody who was Caribbean. He wasn't living like somebody that was from Barbados. He was living like somebody from the Bronx, like somebody from Harlem or something like that. You understand? So knock it off. Hip-hop could have never been created in Barbados. We love y'all, but it is what it is. So we out and uh <clears throat> once again for the Godcast. I am Lord Jamal. Peace to my Godcast family. Peace to hit my hip hop family. And we out. I know the forefathers put this history in stone. I just put it in his motherfucking stone right now. Peace.